Let's just get it rolling, man. I'm gonna. I, I just went ahead and pushed record, so we're we're rolling. All right, did you uh, intro us up, or you can do there that? There she goes. All right. Chet can't hear all this stuff, but we got the uh, the audio going. So we're live with Chet Lewis. Hey, how's it going, brother? He is in Iraq. Well. Everybody joining us all the way from Iraq. Baghdad Chet. is that what what the city is you're in, or what's it called? Well, no, I'm, I'm actually outside of Baghdad, in an undisclosed uh, location. Okay. I got you. Very nice. I hear you. But, yeah, you, you just put a video up the other day. It intrigued me, man. The uh, the crickets in your shower was pretty crazy, man. Plague. Like. Oh, yeah, those those things are nasty. They, they We had two waves of them. The, the first wave came about a week and a half ago, and then the second wave about three days ago. Unfortunately, tonight, I haven't seen a whole lot of them. You know, we've seen a few of them around, but uh, they're not too plentiful uh, tonight, thank God. Although I see a bunch of carcasses up underneath the desk, we got to clean out. I hear they're a nice protein. You know, I did eat them in Thailand a few years ago. They're pretty tasty with teriyaki. What else did you do in Thailand, Chet? (laughs) Can you get into that? Uh, I I went went, went diving. (laughs) At an undisclosed location. (laughs) Scuba diving. (laughs) So tell us a little bit of mean about your history with uh, Bloodbath and uh, what you're up to with them guys right now. Well, Bloodbath, we got started in 2016, and it was a pretty ironic thing because I actually arrived in the Jacksonville in 2015, uh, came back from Afghanistan, and uh, met up with Chaz, who had just moved into Jacksonville about a month before me, and then we hooked up with Zach, our drummer, uh, who had worked, who had uh, moved into Jacksonville about a month after I did. So uh, all three of us just moved into Jacksonville within a couple of months. And then uh, we went through several several iterations of the band before we finalized on what we have now. We had several play, uh, bass players, some really good bass players, but uh, you know, somehow it's just, uh, you know, I was listening to you guys talk about, you know, band and the, the uh, personalities that it takes to really function well. And so, uh, you know, even though we had had quite a few other members of the band come through, um, the personalities just didn't match with one or all of us or them or what have you. So it's, it's relationship, you know that. Oh, yeah, so, chemistry so, uh, project. It's a family yeah. for sure, because sometimes we're with each other more than we are families, depending on what kind of project or what we're up to at the yeah, time. Yeah, between work, practice, doing a gig on the weekend, you know what I mean? making that happen so you, yeah absolutely most absolutely of your day, have to you get know. along for sure and that's uh chemistry like you're saying it's got to be there and it, and it translates in the music too oh yeah well it does i mean you have to have you have to have a several several things just just like a normal relationship you have to have your strengths covering somebody else's weaknesses and, and so on and so forth so uh we found that with the foursome that we have now uh, we actually run three guitars we run backing tracks to cover the bass parts and usually Chaz uh, will play the bass parts for us. But uh, we did that because we, we had gone to a five-piece for a real brief period, and it was so damn crowded on the stage, uh, we thought, well, this sucks ass. Let's just forego having a bass player. We have three guitars on stage anyway, so we'll just put bass in the backing tracks because nobody really gives a shit about a bass player. Right, that's what I've been saying the whole time. I mean, just a bass player. <laughs> Round one. You know, remarkably, (laughs) remarkably, um, Shane Shugart. uh, You know, I'm I'm sure you guys all know Shane. Oh yeah. He had come into the band for 
he he was with us for a while. He was I really with, liked uh, the guy a lot. World Gone and uh, World Gone, a real big yeah. band in Jacksonville. Shout out to Shane. Get you on here, yeah, yeah. brother, bass player. Well, actually, Richie Surrency, you guys probably know Richie. Big uh, Rich. Richie Surrency, yeah, Big Rich. He's the one that introduced us to Shane and brought Shane in. Things just didn't work out. I still keep up with Shane. He's a good friend of mine. I really like that dude a lot. He was fun to watch. He but, would jump uh, off the drum kits and, and all kinds of I would break Eddie's kit if I did that. I'm just a little bit bigger than <laughs> Shane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially that Shane Sugar. Huh? No, Eddie's acrylic kit would, would, yeah, would probably shatter. The way that the chain moves around on stage, I was saying if a guy my size did that stuff, would be breaking and it would just it would ruin the whole experience. Well, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if we're talking about the same chain. Uh, we had a chain early on that was with us for about the first year. Um, unfortunately, he uh, had some issues with drugs, and, and I understand. I still try to keep up with him, but he's still having some issues. So, Shane, if you see this, we love you, buddy, and I hope you get your shit straight. But. Uh, yeah, but he was the kid that would jump on the he would jump on the off the bass drum. He was we call it the squirrel kick. But, yeah, uh, that's the kid. He was he was yeah, he was fun. Now Shane Shugart has a big ass beard uh, beard weave coming off his chin. He's Is about six now? foot eighty. Yeah, big fucker. You say it's weave. And he wasn't jumping off he wasn't jumping off dick. He just stood over there and scared the shit out of people. That's kind of what I do. I just make but. weird faces at him and <laughs> make him go to the other side of the stage. <laughs> that, that, you know, I, I got I to tell you a, a funny, quick story about Shane, all right? Shane Sugar. So we had a show on Friday night that we did with Kellen Heller at 1904 uh, Music Hall. And, uh, and then we were heading to uh, Tampa. We had a festival to go to on Saturday. Well, Friday night, Chaz is just sick as fuck. I mean, just with the flu, right after the set was over, he just fell out. We had to carry him off the stage. I mean, he was jacked. Oh, and God. so we were really questioning whether we were going to be able to do the next show, but the dude was just a trooper. I mean, warrior. he was sucking oh, yeah. fluids like it's cool. Yeah, he, he's just he's just a, a warrior. Man. Is he military so as well? Or we get up the next day. Sorry. Chaz, Chaz, no. Chaz is uh, Chaz is just like super smart. He's, just he's very big, eccentric. People don't get him. Big buff dude, huh? But yeah. he's just, hey, he's just a big dude. But he's, he, you know, he's got an economics degree from Rutgers. Wow. Oh, the dude. That'd be awesome to have him in, given yeah. the angle on our society as it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you know, you won't get much out of him on society. He'll just uh, clam up on you. He doesn't really, really like talking politics or anything like that at all. He gotcha. Just, just safe. Completely, well, yeah, completely stays away from. Him. So Shane and I, uh, the next day, um, we check on Chaz. He's alive. So Shane and I sit out front of Chaz's house. We're driving the suburban. We had a 2018 suburban, and we were cruising that thing out to Tampa. And in the meantime, our manager at the time and Zach had taken off and gone ahead of us. So, and at that time, it was just me carrying the load of the guitars, and then Chaz jumping in uh, with with some accents. And we had Sh- uh, Shane Sugar. So Shane and I are sitting out in front of Chaz's place, and, and he had brought me some of that dab, that wax. Oh, good and stuff. So we were sitting out there sm- smoking this shit out in front of Chaz's house. So we take off. We're driving to Tampa, and we're listening to some tunes. So we got the GPS telling us how to go in the whole nine yards. And we're driving along, and we're like, I look over at Shane. I'm like, dude, I am starving my ass off. He's Munchies. like, yeah, me too. <laughs> so we, we jump off the freeway. We run into the store. We get back out. We've got like Funyuns and a fucking hot dog and you know nice. all sorts of shit. And 
So we take off. So our manager calls us up. And it's like noon. And he calls. And we didn't go on until like 10 o'clock at night. So, I mean, I don't know why he's pressing us. But uh, he calls us up. And he says, hey, where are you guys at? And I was like, I don't know, man. We've been driving for a few hours. We've got to be about an hour out. He says, oh, yeah, have you hit traffic? And we said, I said, no. And we were still waiting on the GPS to come up because I just started and pulled out. And so we're driving along. And he goes, well, where are you guys at? And I looked over and I could see the arrow and I could see the freeway, you know, the four lanes and shit. And then the name of the, the highway we were on was strumming down. And Shane's looking at the screen really hard. He goes, we're on uh, Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dan's like, you motherfuckers haven't even left Jacksonville yet. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoops>. Way behind. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> I love it. Where was that, Orlando? Oh, that Were you going to huh? Orlando by chance? No, we were heading out towards, uh, we were heading out of the middle of town, headed towards uh, Tampa. Tampa, that's right. So we were Sorry. driving down, yeah, we were driving down Normandy, headed west, and uh, I don't remember the route we were taking shit. I mean, I'm lucky to just remember that story. Smoking wax, <laughs> <We had> yeah. Some... <laughs> <laughs> but we made it alive, did the show, and it was fun, so. Hell yeah. And we got there, and it was it was the funniest thing ever, because we got there, and I'm standing there, and I'm fucking jacked, and Zach standing next to me, and there's this girl over there looking at staring at us, and she sends her girlfriend over to tell Zach, hey, you know, my girlfriend likes you, and I'm like, oh, this is high school, that's cool, and so Zach's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting laid tonight, blah, 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 <laughs> and then old girl comes over, she might have had three teeth in her head, and uh-huh. I am absolutely freaking crying, I am rolling. Like, go get her, Stallion. Butter teeth. <laughs> oh, no. Everything's there, butter teeth. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that probably, yeah. uh, I'll keep it clean for tonight. Today. It's Today. daytime here. Well, it's night where you're at, though, Chet, correct? Yeah, it's almost 9.30 p.m. So tell me about your Tomorrow. TikTok uh, <laughs> deal. Are you uh, pretty famous on there yet? I mean, you're doing some pretty wicked dance moves, dude. you got to have gone viral by now. <laughs> No, you know what? I think like three people see the damn thing. I'm horrible. Me too. They don't give a shit. I'm like, I'm no, going to do funny, something man. great. It's very like... entertaining for me, man. I'm not on TikTok yet. I don't know if I will be with the uh, conspiracies going on with it. I, don't, I didn't even read into it because I don't want to be heartbroken. Don't yeah. take my TikTok, Trump. I don't know. They. I don't know if you, you saw, but they... they uh, Closed down a consulate in Houston. The Ch- oh yeah, China. China. So I don't really oh, know yeah. what that was all about. It just happened like uh, two days ago. They were caught so. burning papers, uh, well, spying, I guess per se, on yeah. our. I don't know what. There's so many stories about shit. I don't know. Kind of like real. when we gave uh, Russia the boot a few years ago when they were up to some stuff, moving. I guess some type of computers out. Yeah. Uh, the government said you got to go. <laughs> Here's your eviction notice. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty tense, yeah, you know, man. It seems to be tense right now when it comes to that. China. Well, you know, the good thing about TikTok, the good thing about TikTok is that you can go on there and you can embed the music. It's kind of like a I, I movie or something. You can yeah, embed the yeah. music that Instant, you want. You know, so it, of, it, it's just, they've already got the sound bite made up. So it's like 15 seconds of perfection. You don't have to go digging around. Yeah. So it's like a lazy man's way to make a cool video. Yeah, oh, yeah. iMovie I, doesn't allow you yeah. to use some of those songs also, so that's the kind of cool thing about it. No, I know a lot of people that use it. Yeah. It's it's totally entertaining. I have nothing against it. I don't know what this whole 
thing is against China with it. They're probably you know, tapping into the microphone know, whatever, when you're in the shower and listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what could they gain actually from it that Facebook isn't already gaining is my question, you know. It's the same for, I mean, yeah, you know no, I mean? no telling. I don't get it. I don't know. If I got to start worrying about fucking TikTok, I'm just going to end it. That's yeah. what I'm saying, <laughs> dude. It's time to that. send in the nukes. Yeah, come on, man. Start over. Yep. See you in the next world, wherever that may be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, that's that's one one of the reasons why I do that is because I'm sitting here and you know I've been I've been overseas. I'll be finishing when I finish up here in August. I'll hit 12 years of total time overseas as, as wow. a contractor. Wow. And uh, and so uh, you know I, I've had a lot of experience. I've been to 74, 75 countries. I've done a lot of crazy shit. I'm like Forrest Gump. You know, I've done a lot of really wild things. I did a Tour de Mont Blanc where I did a 110 mile trek through uh, France, Italy, and Switzerland. Wow! And uh, I'm a master. I'm a master scuba diver. I did that. I taught myself how to play guitar because I was actually a singer. Um, and and I thought, well, if I took uh, the, the demographics and everything that I understood about being a lead man. And applied that to being a guitarist, and, and therefore had two lead men in the, in the band, where where the other players are just standing off to the side playing their instrument with their thumb in their ass. They're actually moving around and, and being part of the show, yeah. Uh, which is what we try to compel Bloodbath to do. But uh, so I taught myself how to play the guitar starting in 2008, uh, listening to Evanescence tunes and dropping uh, the guitar down to drop D. Oh yeah, uh, and learning how to play the damn thing. So um, I. I uh, my strength is my business side of things, because um, I am the worst fucking musician in the band. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> but, but they just keep me around because I, I'm entertaining. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of my disposition here. Uh, everybody's got their strengths, right? You know. That's it. <laughs> Plus, that, you know, Chaz, Chaz writes a lot of our stuff. You know, that's what people don't understand is like our, yeah. our songs. We take pop songs. But about 80% of them, we completely rewrite the damn thing. We take it, we keep the lyrics, we shove that off to the side, and then Chaz will just rewrite the damn thing uh, from scratch. Uh, like when, if you listen to Lights or you know songs like Lights or uh, shit, uh, Don't Turn Around or things like that, the music's not even close to what, no, to heavy what the old breakdowns and crazy, yeah. crazy drop riffs. It's a good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you're going into you're you're jumping into seven you know seven eight timing and doing a lot of crazy shit. So it's it's you know, changing timing halfway through the song. I so think there's I, a lot of. I know, think it's a really cool triples, angle. Triples, quads. It's a cool angle because yeah, you know, it's been fun. You know, you can play the cover like when we do covers, we do more homage type covers. You know, we don't change it so much. But I do like when people do that because right. you're like, well, if we're going to be a cover band, why not do something to use your creative side of your brain, you know, rather than the, the logic side of just learning what somebody else did. You know what I mean? Right. You can right. get to be an well, artist on know, top of it, you know. Absolutely. And the, and the funny thing about us is that now we're, we're delving off into another project. Um, we're talking about... Uh, you know, we've got a band named Eve's Witness, and uh, and we're talking about having another project outside of Bloodbath that we are now going to do all the originals. But the way that we're writing these originals, we've got 10 written so far just between Jay and I, and Zach's kind of stepped in. Uh, but we're doing these originals, and the way we're writing them is, we, you know, I said, at first I sit down because I didn't have shit else to do, and I started analyzing in the last 10 years what key 
were the number one song, any number one song that lasted more than three weeks, what key was it in, what was the BPM? Because I started reading about, you know, body rhythms, all these things, you know, you hear a song off the distance, you don't even know what it is, but you find yourself kind of thumping to it. Yeah, I get what, what BPM you're saying. was it? What, what is it about that song that's causing people to, to bounce? I, dude, because I totally get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, no, so I waves, went and looked at it. The waves that are traveling <laughs> yeah. around us, you know, and how they affect your subconscious in a way. Definitely. Exactly. So I thought, I thought you know, we, we found that 112 BPM was actually the average of what it came out to. Um, and I believe the key was around A, A sharp, was about the key that, that most of these songs were in. You know, he's a sharp, sharp guy. But, oh, yeah. it, Brian, he's a sharp guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sharp guy, too. They're flats. I'm sorry. Some say flat, sharp. You know, well, depending which way. I, I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> you know? I guess it's which way you decide to go on the circle of fists. Exactly. That's yeah. Right. You get left or right. What are we doing? Sharp yeah. brothers unite. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so so with this new project that we're talking about doing when I get back, um, we wanted to make our reference pop music. Because let's face it, the type of music that we do, metal, is a blue collar music, and it's really hard. To try to get people to follow it, and you have two hundred thousand people versus twenty million that will follow uh, that genre. I see. So we yeah. thought, well, let's let's yeah. So let's look at what the pop music pop pop music is. Mm-hmm. Let's take that. Let's listen to it. Let's rob the fuck out of them doing <laughs> this it. whole time. If like if we change the words, if if we change the words to to eighty percent of our songs, you would swear to God you're listening to a new. Song. Oh, we got we got yeah, up. There he is. Just dance or you know fucking lights or whatever. Uh, you would never know that you were listening to a, a pop song from Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? You would never know that that's where we got our, our inspiration to write this thing because we started writing. Well, let's write this thing. Uh, let's take uh, beat it. Let's rewrite the damn thing. And then after we get done, we're gonna throw the lyrics out. We're gonna rewrite those too. And oh, yeah. then we just got to make sure we don't keep certain phrasing that we like. You know. We'll put certain phrasings in to the I song just to kind of throw back to the old one. Is that kind of like, but, like uh, Steel but Panther, take what those they do? Out. You listen to Steel Panther at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I sure do. I didn't know where they got their influence from because, you know, that's that's what I'm really talking about is if you get your influence for writing oh, off Metallica dude. and they, they went and with things like, like that. All the '80s like hair metal bands, uh, '90s a little bit of '90s. Yeah. But they just like Bon Jovi. It's it's they're they're a comical band. They write to be funny. Their lyrics are total satire stuff. My favorite just, song is uh, probably the Shocker. But uh, they're they're kind of poking fun and having fun at the same time. I guess you would say. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, their, yeah, they that's are. That's their angle. Well, we've got a song that we we wrote for Starboy. We have Starboy done. We've got maps done from, from Marine 5. But when you listen to the music itself, it doesn't sound anything like either one of those songs. So I said, let's just screw the lyrics over. Let's put in some new lyrics and let's see it. Because they've got some, like Starboy has got some epic pieces to it. No verse, nothing is the same. Like the second verse is completely different than the first verse and how the music's going. The beat's the same. But the guitars are completely different, and and there's really no set hook. There's like several different pieces. It's just really cool. So uh, cool. I thought, you know what? Yeah, if we, if we take this kind of stuff and we really get that vibe, that that pop 
R&B, well, not R&B, but the pop kind of a rap vibe to it. And almost it's like if you listen to Lincoln Park, they were great at that. They were great at really getting people conceptually getting into the beat. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. playing more of a rock metal type of genre. Yeah. And I yep. thought that was just pure genius. Oh, I love Lincoln Park. Always. Yeah, the bass yeah. lines in Lincoln Park are a yeah. lot of fun to play. Very, very yeah. hip hopish for yeah. sure. I think it yeah, I leads think. into what he was saying: the frequency and the bounce and the tempo, where the you know what makes you move. You know what those what waves is are doing to people. I mean, because it's real. You know, it's what you're really doing out there. You know, you're, I think Lincoln Park used the backing tracks too instead of a bass player, didn't they? They had uh, a lot of tracks, man. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> they had a lot of tracks for sure. We did a cover of uh, what was it, Crawling? Uh, crawling, yeah, we and, did uh, that. that. We downloaded all the backing tracks that were in there, bro. Whenever you just hear it without the drums, guitar, b- bass in it, and vocals, and just hear the tracks, holy some shit. weird stuff going it's on. There's a lot of layering going on. You did a lot of a lot. Uh, some of the piano work, uh, some of that program. Yeah, I had to reproduce a couple parts of it, but most of it was there, and it was there was a lot of layers. There was this weird sure. quick ticking going on. You would have never known it was there unless yeah. you dissected it. Subliminal yeah. stuff, it really is. It's good. Yeah, I mean, cool. I like that. I, you know, when you put headphones on, you want to hear those peripheral noises. You know what I mean? Like, what's up? Yeah, that, we uh, teamed up with that one, uh, Andrew Jones from Breaking Through. Man, we uh, yeah, we, we crushed that that day. That was a good the landing. Was on fire, dude. Good performance. But uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's so you awesome. guys are doing this remotely. That's that's pretty cool, right? I mean, are you, are you putting your parts in, sending them back, and they're you know back and forth? Well, it's been really cool. Chaz, Chaz has put a lot of work into it. Uh, we've been having rehearsal. Uh, I go, I go a day after them, so they've been recording because you know we, we we use all IEM. Everything is internal for us. We don't use amps. We don't use speaker cabinets. Everything's DI, straight into a splitter snake, and then we feed that to the house. And we've got our own on stage. I got some our own, uh, major bass coming through here somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that, but. Somebody was taking a sub somewhere and just rattled my butthole. What the hell? That was a brown note for sure. I think we're good now. But because, but because we have so many, we have all of our mixes coming in. We each have our own channels and everything into our splitter. Uh, Chaz is able to, uh, through Cubase, record rehearsal as they do at rehearsal, and then he'll go back and he'll mix that up, and then he'll send it to Dropbox, and then when I get up on Sunday, I'll uh, I'll pick it up. And then I'll sit down and, and pull up uh, uh, Logic Four, Logic One, Logic One Four. I think that's what the hell I'm using. Gotcha. But uh, but uh, or it might no Studio One. That's what it is. That's Studio what I'm using right now. Four. Yeah, Studio One's really good. I like it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll jump on there and I'll, I'll put it in as a track, and then I'll just go and systematically play whatever song they're playing. I'll just sit down in my my room back and yeah, just keep them tight with and, them. and I'll play. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll send it back, and then they'll put me in to their track when they rehearse, so they hear me. That's when they're that's rehearsing really cool. the following set. Like you said, Chaz, man, he's a smart guy. Put it all, you know. That's the way to keep the connection while you're while you're over there. You know, that's awesome. So, how are you enjoying the Helix? Yeah. Oh, I love the Helix, man. I, I love it. Have you tried I, the I Have you it. tried the Kemper? Ever? You know, no. I, I when I was. I'm a research guy, very analytical. So yeah. I was going through researching the Kemper, and what I found the strengths of the Kemper to be is that if you are an amp guy, if you're a, a tube guy or whatever, yeah. 
that you want to go over want. and you want to put your mic down. You want to yep. take an SM fifty fifty eight and put it on a cone, you know, around yeah. the damn. I, I don't. I don't give a fuck about all that. I mean, honestly, I, I like. I have a certain tone, but it's like I would sit down when I had my Digitech. And I would build like five patches, five different patches. I was like, oh, I got these five patches. And I would play them, and Jay would stand over there, and I'd say, listen to this one. And I'd jam on it, and I'd play the next one. He would look at me and say, they all sound the fucking same. <laughs> I, no, no, man. That one's got, instead of using chorus, I put some flanger in this, this one. And bad. then on this one, I used reverb instead of digital. So I'm changing shit around, thinking I'm, I'm recreating the world. Like, I've just got this whole different... And no, I've got a signature tone that is just me, and, yeah. and I like it. But the Helix allows me to do that. I get the exact tone I want, and uh, and I'm happy. So, what you get That's the awesome. tone that you're hearing in your head. That's what I like about the Kemper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And when I, I can listen to it, and I can walk away because I was real bad about it on the Digitech. The Digitech, which is only five hundred dollar piece of shit, but oh, I would no. listen to something. And then I would come back the next day and listen to it and be like, what the fuck is wrong? And I'm checking the How did my ears like, like that? <laughs> yeah. well, what part. is that? Yeah. Very digital <laughs> sounding, no doubt. Very. You know what I really like about the Helix is the gating. You can put 15 gates in the damn thing, parallel, series, whatever you want. But the gating on it is so easy to get in with your, with your attack and, and your release. It's just so easy. So... It literally takes me about a minute and a half if I build a new patch to get the gates in right how I want. The one thing I haven't figured out on it is how to get the volume down, but that's because I'm playing back through a, a, a USB cord into the computer. Gotcha. So I'm sure it's going to be much different once I get back and live feed out PA system. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. It'll yeah. be interesting to see what that sounds like. No doubt. Uh, do you have some uh, like studio monitors you're listening through uh, when you when you do your tracking and all that? Or you're doing headphones mainly? Yeah, headphones. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. tricky, yeah, because once you get it out of there, speakers don't <clears throat> respond the same as uh, they do in here. You know, like a real speaker moving in your car, per se, or, yeah. uh, you know, a yeah, stereo exactly. system. It, it, and mixing is a... It's a nightmare sometimes <laughs> getting it right. Well, that's that's the other thing I like about the Helix is that uh, you know the Helix is linked to my laptop, so my laptop has got all my patches saved in it. So yeah. I was actually going to buy a second Helix, and when I was thinking I was going to come back for Rockville, yeah, uh, we had the pre-Rockville party we were going to put on in Daytona that I'd set up with uh, Eve to Adam and and a bunch of other bands to play down in Daytona. So we we had that show. And which, by the way, I think if Rockville happens this next year, <clears throat> Richie put me in touch with Les. Les put me in touch with the DWP guys. And so I've got the bead on doing the official Rockville pre-party in 2021. Awesome, so I've got man. to contact them when I get back. That's so I'm going to go ahead cool. and produce that show. Um, but um, And that's primarily why I came out here, to be honest. And, you know, I, I do produce as well. And as I get older, that's what I plan on doing is, is being a promoter. But uh, awesome. I've got to try to figure out how to get people to understand uh, this message that I keep getting sent out. I'm probably going to get bricks thrown at me for this, but this message I keep getting sent out about support local music. My 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 response to that is, why? Give them a fucking reason to support local music. That's uh, like I saying, saying, hey, I've got a shitty bar. <laughs> I got a shitty bar. Come so check out my shitty it. shit. You know, instead you know? of giving them like, hey, yeah. give them something to talk about. Of course, yeah. Why yeah, are they yeah. gonna come see you? I mean, if you ain't just wowing because, them. Yeah, you, know? you play an instrument. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you got so many bands. I would say 90% of your bands, the guys are getting up there in blue jeans and they're running shoes and it looks like they're in their fucking garage just on a band, just on a stage. Well, we're and, and you're wanting guess, people but... to buy $10 for a ticket to come in and see you? Give them a, give them a show, man. They, they try come to... in to see something they haven't seen. We Put try to cover energy. that. You guys do an excellent job. We put you know, on a you guys got me started on this whole light kick. It's a I, piece. I remember playing with you guys in Mavericks. It's pieces, and you man. guys had yeah. uh, you got yeah. You get guys all did a song in Mavericks. Going. Absolutely, you guys did. We we played with you guys with uh, Soul Switch and Breaking Through and, and Mavericks a few years ago, and um, and you guys blew me away when I came out in front of the stage. And all I could see was these fucking lights everywhere coming <laughs> off the stage. That was Rob and I was here. Like, Holy Rob shit. York. Hit the lights, buddy. He, he, like, he hooked us up. Like, there. what the fuck? Did, did Bon Jovi show up? What the hell's going on in they this did. place? This, that's right. Jeremy, man. He likes the show, man. I'm he gets about the show to show. I grew up, you know, my in the '80s, and my dad and uncles were all in bands, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it was it was an experience, spectacle, it, man. You know, like you said, you don't want to show up and see a guy in freaking blue jeans and cut off shorts. I mean, you want to show. You want to get the audio. You want to get the visual. When you get all that going on, you blow their mind. Give him something um, to talk about. So you got to yeah. cover all the bases, exactly. you know. Well, no, nobody wants to come see you know you up there with your nasty ass toes and some fucking flippy flops, like the Beach Boys <laughs> standing up there playing some metal, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah it's genre specific. I guess that would work in reggae, or <laughs> other things, but yeah, not not our game. Our game is different. It is. Yeah. That's the hard part is trying to talk to people when they keep coming to me and saying, hey, I want to manage your band or whatever. I'm like, uh, we're fine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you want to help get us shows, then I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm all about, you know, share, show sharing and things like that. Sure. Um, and that's that's something we need to talk about once we get kicking off is that, you know, oh, yeah. we can do some shows where we can kick off for a weekend and say go from Jacksonville to Orlando and line it up with with uh, with Tim Hall in Jacksonville and then get a hold of Clint Pinder down in uh, Orlando. Or maybe even go down to the the key, not the keys, but uh, West Palm, and play down there. But uh, you know, I think I'd love to get together with some bands and do that kind of thing. Just a little weekend tour. Yeah, Bloodbath would make be it an great event. Key West band, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think once we get things moving again here, it, there's going to be a lot of pent up, angsty people ready to rock. Basically, <laughs> you know, yeah, I haven't had. Oh, any I do too. Shows and that's so long, so it'll be easy to get booked. I would imagine. So yeah. stay tuned for some bleeding yeah. stereo and bloodbath and beyond shows, folks. You heard it here first. Yes, sir. Yeah, a uh, weekend of blood. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How much blood can a bloodshed blood if you? Oh, you didn't bloodshed. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, bass players. <laughs> you tried. You know, that's, that's, turn that's, me down. That's, that's, that's what's hilarious is some fucker will see bleeding in stereo with bloodbath and beyond. Ooh. And all these goth people are going to show up and they're going to get Simple Man and fucking Dark Horse. <laughs> they're going to throw fucking body parts at us oh, and yeah. boo us. Like, what the hell? Mosh to this spider in the window. Yeah, we got you in the door, didn't we? Yeah. Drink a little bit. You might like it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> got to try somehow, man. Got to yank him in. That's it. Yep. And that's and that's you guys are doing a great job. I mean, I, I've watched your other uh, cast that you've done, and, and they're fun. Well, we're just um, trying to be real, man. And well, I think you've got to take this opportunity. You've got to take this opportunity to keep your name in front of people because stay people real are eating it up. Right. And that's it. It's easy to get you know, consumed. Stay engaged. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. 
world's not over. We're just in a weird state. That's all. <laughs> you know, we're staying busy. That's it. Well, that's you know. that's why you know we've been working. Um, when I get back, we're going to be doing cool for the summer, and I think lights is the other one. Uh, we got a couple of videos coming out to follow up to hold it against me, which got everything got put on hold because I left to come out here. And, and the reason I left to come out here is primarily two things. One, I wanted to get new gear because I got to have some lights, man. I need those lights. <laughs> and the second They're thing addictive. is I wanted to have the money instead of fucking around with Bruce or, or Tim or whatever. I want to have the money to say, you know what? I want to do a show and I'm going to take 20 grand and I'm going to sink into the show and I'm going to bring in Drowning Pool. I'm going to bring in yeah. Saliva or whatever. I'm going to hire this band. I'm going to be the producer, Dude, the blacklist, we, we have get Joe James to work his ass thing. off on it. And we're going to produce our own show. And then I'm going to put, yeah. And then that's the way to get the band seen. Then I'll put Bloodbath right before them yep. and yep. have, you know, Saliva in Orlando, Bloodbath and Beyond and two other bands. And then sell tickets to the damn thing, make some money, you know, turn that 20 grand into 30 or 40 grand. Yeah. It's and, uh, definitely, and do it again. If just you got the money up front to do that, that is a great way to go because you're, you know, controlling your destiny in that way instead of, you know, trying to, you know, hope you get the slot out of 30 other bands trying to open for that band, you know. Um, we, we've had that same well, thought. Yeah. You know, take just, hey, how much does it cost to have this band come and play? You know, let's get their manager involved and Five and grand, get okay. The well, sorry, how much is it for Rob's stage? Which, uh, yeah. Rob, Rob you know, by the way, here, hit the lights as a semi out back with a, you know, Rockville style stage. It's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. legit, man. So keep that in mind. When yeah, but that's that. That's what people have to realize, though, is that if you have the money uh, to walk into a place, and, and if, if I can pack a thousand people into this place by bringing uh, seven dust in, I mean, a thousand, fifteen hundred people. If I can pack a thousand people in there, I'm not paying for the goddamn stage. I'm not paying this guy. So if I do pay for it, then he's going to be paying me to sell sell alcohol, because you're not going to have me re lease your building and then turn around and make money on my show without giving me some throwback. You know what I mean? Absolutely. This whole concept that Jacksonville and some parts of Florida have going for them is absolutely ridiculous. And, and the cool thing is, it's like uh, Jason over at 1904. He's real good about it. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll charge you up to a point. That's the same thing I got with uh, uh, a Blackhawks. Blackhawks, you know, he would charge me up to a point. But if, if we got, say, 100 people through the door, I kept the door. And if I got over, say, 200 people or 250 people in door 1904, I kept the door. Uh, and that happened quite a few times. We How many people can you fit in Blackhawks? <laughs> Blackhawks, probably 120. <laughs> 120 people in Blackhawks. I think so. It's probably 120. I mean, he doesn't have sprinklers, or he didn't. But uh, I don't think he did. But yeah, Blackhawks, you, you know, we fit. We fit. But when we had uh, Kill the Sound, we had Filth, we had Us, we had some other bands in there. Um, you know, we, we came away pretty well. I think we made about eight hundred dollars at the door. Oh wow! So it it, it came out pretty well. Jeremy was picking on you, Brad. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering how many people can really fit on. You know. No, when you said Black Hawks, it sounds like you're saying something else. <laughs> well, it sounds like the age of silence. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, how many people can you fit on the black? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want that, you to. I'm in over here dude. laughing. That reminds, that reminds me of that picture you see coming out of Jacksonville Beach 
where these three fat girls are standing out there for Black Lives Matter, and they've got this big sign that says BBC Matters. I got fell <laughs> Yes, that's amazing. That well, tells you all you need picture. to know about Jacksonville, too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that but see, then it tells on you, and you start laughing about it. They're like, I don't get it. Well, you got to watch porn. I get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, Grandma, how do you know what, what does mean? BBC mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you so both in busted. my day, <laughs> I meant big black cocks. <laughs> big. But yeah, getting Absolutely. back to shows and all that. Uh, Bruce uh, Cataldo has ran deals with me before, doing our own shows. Just pay for the facility, you keep the door, kind of thing. And it was, you know. That's a good, you know, relationship. Yeah, Tim Hall takes care of us, too, on our annual Christmas show. And not so silent night. He'll work it out where we get to keep 50%. Or even last year, it was almost 80%. So then you're able to pay the bands and then pocket a little bit and, and pay for the lights and all that good stuff. Well, when you start when you start going into a place, though, like there's a place called The Bank down in Atlanta. I'm sorry, Daytona. <clears throat> that I like a lot, but I, I made some good, uh, this past Rockville building that up, um, I've made some good connections down there. So I've got the, the management team, uh, you know, in, in, in email and, and talk to the owners quite often, <clears throat> excuse me. And they own four or five of the bars on main street. The other thing is I've got with the hog, uh, which is the radio station down there. And I understand exactly now what, what I can look forward to as far as expensing, how many uh, slots I can get for a week of radio shows and all that, and even get to a live broadcast from the site. <clears throat> so if I go march my little ass in for ten or fifteen thousand dollars and say I want that venue and I want this and I want that and I want to get drowning pool in here and I want to get leading stereo down here and I want to Come get on. you know no self and and all this kind of shit and I want to put on an event. No uh, self is very because everything I do is isn't going to be just around bloodbath and beyond. I've got to be. You know, wise about it. Otherwise, I'll get a bad reputation. But, oh, no, uh, and I don't even want to just stick do your with thing. Uh, you know, I don't. Well, I, I don't want to just do metal and rock either. I, I would like to put on reggae shows. I'd like to put on pop shows. I mean, I've always I'm wanted to, to do a, a show now. like that. You know, do have a rock band, a reggae band, a pop band. A, you know, just have a whole variety. Because when you're hanging out drinking, you're not listening to just this or just <clears> that. It's kind of like Coachella, yeah. Lollapalooza. They, they did that. They mix yep. genres very. And it creates very much. a vibe, you know. But let's say I turn around and I say, fuck it, I'm going to put 30 grand into it. I hire Aaron Lewis to come in and do a country show. And I hire, you know, uh, Jerry Seibel to come up and open for him. And I hire a couple other bands. Brett Myers. And I put on a country show. You made a very valid point huh? there. You made a valid point there with Jerry. His last uh, name. He messaged me, by the way, and it was, if you watched the last podcast, we were trying to figure out, was it Sybil or Seibel? <laughs> and uh, he said it's Seibel like a Bible. Seibel like a Bible. So. Yeah, yeah, he's a class act. I like him. Love I like Jerry. him a lot. He's a great guy. You know, I, I, <coughs> Jerry helped us out a lot when we first got going, just by you know being a, a hell of a gentleman and kind of showing us that uh, you know the shit bags we were dealing with uh, were yeah. really the norm. And there's one other guy I got a shout out to because he was a guy. This guy, when I say his name, you know, you guys will laugh, but because because you'll laugh because you'll be like, oh yeah, no shit, you you leaned into that guy. But he showed up over at Monkey's Butthole or Monkey's Uncle or whatever the fuck that bar is called. All right. He showed up over there and, and sat there for two hours drinking beer. Not even I wasn't even buying the beer. The dude was buying his own beers, by the way. But he sat there for two hours and basically introduced us to the Jacksonville uh, rock scene. 
and told us what we needed to do and gave us a lot of good insight. But but Hayden Vega uh, was just instrumental with helping us oh, out. Hayden uh, is a sweetheart, and, bro. And even for if, seriously, oh, he's, he's awesome. the nicest he's awesome. dude you ever meet. He really is, man. We've yeah. But he drove he, he drove all the way down from Fernadina just to meet our dumbasses over at Monkey's Butthole and and hang oh, out yeah. and, and talk and and I just thought the world opened for that. Now he was a good example of what the scene should be like, you know what I mean? What when it it comes to you know relations between bands and helping each other make a scene rather than competing for the top slot. You know what I mean? I, I we really don't like that model. I mean that was why when we do not so silent night we never really put ourselves at the top we try to put ourselves somewhere in the middle so we can bring in bands and, and spotlight them you know what i mean rather Give than ourselves spot, yeah and uh re reaching out orlando other you know into georgia for um silent running up there you know we get them coming down and just try to get everybody around it to have a good time man you know what i mean create a family you know yeah. that's what it's about yeah yeah you know but we've got to remember, though, you know, everybody is so afraid of doing the business end of things. I mean, you know, until you get it, let's face it, okay, I'm just going to be frank. No, if you have a band called Scooby-Doo's Numb Nuts, if Scooby-Doo's Nuts can drag in 10 fucking people through the door, then why am I paying them $100 to play? Fuck that. Yeah. You know, do your, do your time, cut your teeth. Bloodbath, I'll tell you what, Bloodbath, we've probably been paid maybe 10 times in four years that to even say yes we got paid a uh, matter of fact we went and did a show down in orlando and 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 we didn't draw a very good crowd at all i mean there's probably 20 people in the fucking place and clint pinder is apologizing to me left and right because it was raining it sucked there was 20 people worst show we've ever had in orlando usually we do really well down in orlando but we were passing through we did this show and clint comes over to me with the entire door and is just going to give it to me and i said i'm not taking a dime because we don't need it. I, I have money, yeah. and I'll take care of the guys, but we don't need it. And until we can cut our teeth and walk in a place and say, we're good for 50, 60 people just by our name alone. Yeah. Until we can do that, then I, why, why would I even consider taking money for it? You, you know what I mean? Fuck that. You've got to have those promoters making money to be able to keep doing more shows. And. Yeah. Bands screaming about getting paid. Well, do something worthy of getting Let's paid. Let's talk for. on that real quick. Promoters, like, do you need them, or is there they just kind of preying on the weak bands that don't know the ropes yet? Okay, let me ask you this: What is a promoter doing? Exactly. What do promoters here do? I mean, they take not a whole lot. <laughs> they take your name and they make money on it, and they expect you to do the promotion. And you to bring the people, and you do this, and you do that, and they sit back and drink alcohol and watch your band and take pictures and post it on the internet about their experience. And some, yeah, and some that's of that why way. I like. That's why I like Tim Hall because Tim Hall knows is the man that I, you know Joe like Joe James Joe James and I own Blacklist Entertainment. That's Joe James and my band. Yeah, and that thing is going to get rolling next year. You know, part of the reason why I'm here. But Joe and I, are, I'm gonna put Joe to work. But Joe and I are going to make that happen. But Tim Hall would call me up, and I really love that guy. He would call me up and say, hey, do you guys want to fill a show for me on December? Yeah. You, you know, Bloodbath and Beyond, and can you pick some other bands? I'll help you get them. Well, he's I an actual venue together. owner, yeah. He's a great great example yeah. of what promoters should be. Um, but we're talking like yeah. the, he, the... He would, he would either he would either, he would either put it together, or I would bring bands to him and put the show together. 
And then if the show did well, if there was people in there, man, there was money coming out of that bar to us to pay, you know, pay us, and then they would pay the other bands. Mm -hmm. I love that about. Him. I thought that was aces about that guy. I got nothing but good things to say about him. Now you talk to me about Bruce Cataldo, and I don't give a shit if he's listening or not. Um, I had two dealings with him, and both of them went south. And yeah, now we're in the realm. Coaster. I don't need him. We're in getting closer to the realm of. And Bruce was good and bad at different yeah. bands. He was a roller coaster at um, times. But there's other even even you know less than uh, you know Bruce used to even own a club. So I don't really quite quite consider him the type of promoter I'm thinking of. I'm talking about the people that are just a fan, and all of a sudden now because they were in the circle now are promoting shows of their own and those kind of promoters. Uh, that well, <clears throat> I'm not going to mention names. I, I, I think we all can agree on a, on a few of them, but we don't need to go down the road because they've got fans of their own, and I wish them all the best, and I hope uh, they, they learned their lessons and, and stop being dicks and, uh, and actually start treating the scene as it's supposed to be treated. That's as a business. If they treat it as a business and they start training and teaching and mentoring bands on how to deal with the business, then they're going to make the scene better. But as long as they just keep running at the door, you know, they yeah. ten minutes before the door closes, they're gone. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, I think that's not the way to do business. In, in, right, uh, and in they respect, dip out before paying and all that. Yeah, just... yeah. As far as the bands go, just like you said, earn it give them some give them a show and then all the other things will come you know after you put the work in to give you're an entertainment you know that's what you were doing you're entertaining people you know uh there's a there's a band out now that i i won't say i'm really into the music but i love their energy i think it's dancing with ghosts oh they're great yes and i'll, t I'll tell you right now that the thing that i appreciate about those two is that they don't you know, you know there's a, there's a something to be said a lot of bands could come out right now and say well how the hell are we supposed to have all these lights because you know a good light kit's going to cost you 10 grand oh yeah you know with, with the controller and and then having the guy over there that learns the shit that yeah. understands your songs and exactly what to do and or all this get a program it's going to cost uh -huh. money yeah <clears throat> or program yeah. you know on time with cubase or something but uh but that costs money and it takes time and so you're not going to come right out of your garage doing that. And a lot of people are just doing well, but pay a hundred dollars or whatever they're paying for a, for a, for a practice place. Um, but there's other things you can do. And those two right there are showcasing it. They take a freaking computer monitor and they set it on stage. She sets her computer up and they get up there and they play their asses off. They paint their faces. They get up there and do their thing. She does her set. Show. He gets over their places. You know, it's a show, man. Yeah, it's I'd a marry show. both of them, and, by the way. Like they can both. I'd marry both of them as a joint marriage. So, okay. Uh, by the, sorry. <laughs> sorry to interrupt you there. No, weird? they're very creative yeah. and they stay to their guns. You know what I mean? They they know what yeah. they are they are after and they they give, if you will, like taste buds. They give us that that portion of your taste buds in the music genre. You know what I mean? And they're they're very good at what they do. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. And when you see when you see somebody like that coming out. And they want a little bit of your time. You're more than happy to. Do. Fallen Sons is the same way. Fallen Sons, those those gentlemen have done remarkably well in what they've been doing and what they have. And I can't say enough good things about them. That had a couple of dickweeds in there that I wasn't too fond of that I'd like to throw off a building. But for the most part, those kids are pretty good kids. Yeah, I've heard some of their newer stuff being here at a 
hit the lights and it's actually pretty dang good they're playing in odd time signatures and and actually holding it yep and uh they've come a long way from when i first saw them to you know a couple of years so shout out to them guys keep up the hard work where uh, the vets were listening yes sir yeah hey i'd like to see silent running do something there's a song so garrett if you're listening i asked you for the damn thing before i left for iraq you prick and you still haven't put it out so i want the damn thing we'll tag him whenever we put this up we'll silent tag him running. in it. you guys hear he this. will hear it <laughs> You know, they're one of my favorite, they're one of my top ten, top five probably, uh, local regional bands that I've heard. Kellen Heller, Silent Running, you guys, yeah, uh, Stan the Angel. Silent um, Running slams, you know. yeah, them guys are energetic and yeah. just punchy. Oh, really just punchy. So good. Something well, about if you're a Seven Dust fan, you have to like. You have brothers if, if you, in a if band. If you like Seven Dust, you have to like Silent Running. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very much. Like I say, something about the brothers, the drummer, guitar, combo you know you got van halen you got pantera and then you got silent running right <laughs> they're brothers and cousins correct like the brothers uh, i believe so uh, i i don't i don't know i can't confirm but let's talk about uh you know the Keller, funny Keller. <laughs> have you ever heard ephraim talk have you ever heard his voice that's an ongoing yeah. question. Yeah, I've talked. Yeah, no, I've, I've talked to him quite a bit. Actually. Dude, he is holding out on us. He's a he good. He, let go. Then that showmanship to the T. I mean, you talk <laughs> yeah. about a great showman, Ephraim, dude. He does. I it. love you, man. You are one top-notch performer. Yeah, one hundred percent. Ephraim, Ephraim is trying to very hard to keep his uh, who he is hidden from the rest of the world. Uh, mm -hmm. He wants to make his new success based off of what he is now, not what he used to be and uh i think the world of the guy uh he is hilarious yes, uh, yes for sure man. oh yeah he's good well he's he's got a heart of gold and and, and i will i will tell you one thing about him that most people don't know and he won't care that i tell you this spoilers he is a huge huge well two things i'll tell you he's a huge randy rhodes fan oh hell yes and he loves bluegrass he loves bluegrass you start That's getting interesting. Him, if you walk up to him and start a conversation or try to get a conversation going with him on bluegrass i promise you he will crack no oh. so All does, right, he, there does he like to play bluegrass or just listen to it play it play it good awesome it. bluegrass yeah. is an extremely tough genre I'm oh the finger picking Ugh. chicken picking awesome too. yeah for sure yeah it'll give you a workout <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah, he's a pretty amazing. You know, matter of fact, um, you know, we're very close with with the guys from Kellen Heller. Um, I, I appreciate them very much. But Brandon Moore, uh, their bass player, um, he's our he's the guy that does all of our mastering for Bloodbath. He's an we send our stuff to him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fantastic. Bass players. Uh, so we, give me some reverb. Say it again. Bass players. <laughs> <laughs> We got a little reverb knob over here. You'll hear it in the podcast when it's put you, back together. You got a knob over there, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's called Jer Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's holding off now on the button pushing, so yeah, we'll see. I haven't taken any shots. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm at bay here. He would actually have to hey, minimize you, know, you to do that anyway. So. so, you know, I went and stole a pick from uh, – if Silent Running came in and played, so I ran up there and stole a pick. Look at and it. And I'm still using the Hell same yeah. damn picks. As a matter of fact, I had them, I have a bunch of custom picks now. They're all white with uh, Bloodbath and Beyond on one side. Because I got tired of trying to sign my name with a fucking Sharpie on a pick, oh, yeah. which is almost impossible. 
so I had uh, them engrave it on my on the back of the pick. So now the two people that actually want one, I can give it to them. Gotcha. Is that like a Jazz <laughs> three type of size pick, or is that a little bigger than that? Uh, it's a one point one four. Okay. I've tried the whole pick throwing thing, and I actually just I like I'll hit them in the eyeball, or they just <laughs> so never see it coming. They're like, "The fuck is a bass player doing throwing a pick?" Yeah. So I try not to do that. No <laughs> Secret more. be known, the light show is to distract how awkward we actually are. Absolutely, silhouettes, no, no weird bass faces. You can't capture. <laughs> well, you, you know, spe- speaking of silent running, one of these days when I get back, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get with you guys to help me out. When, when Garrett gets up there and plays, we're gonna take his tuner away from him. Nah. The fucker tunes, he oh, tunes all five time. times during the song. And he t- I, he's kind of like me, I guess. Whenever the verses come, he kind of backs out on guitar, but <laughs> tune and tune and yeah, I, I do it if I hear it. I don't do it like as a muscle memory thing. You know? Better we need to get him a tuner lock. Yeah, smack. One of those uh, yes, Evertune bridges, that's what yeah. they're called. Yeah. My uncle's got a guitar that I've inherited. It's been in tune for like eight years. Awesome. <laughs> it's it's there. Yeah, whatever bridge he's using. It's an old... <laughs> I don't even know. I brought it to the band room once. Yeah, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. Now, if I can tell you... If I can give you anything. Have you guys ever used uh, Plek Pro before? You ever done the Plek Pro on any of your instruments? No. No. You mean the Plek? Is it like the, no, on I, the neck? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I bought about. a. I, okay. I, I had I had Sweetwater do a custom Schecter for me uh, that I had brought out from a friend of mine that came out here to Iraq and then dropped it off. The freaking thing is gorgeous. I mean, I love it. They, they routed out a, a battery box in the back because I like the EMG 8185s. Uh, so they put the EMGs in it for me. Gotcha. I had to do the Plex Pro, tune it to, to drop C because of uh, each witness. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but I've got it tuned down to A, and it hasn't lost a thing. And it yeah. is like butter. I mean, it yeah, is like that, butter. I got big. I got big hands anyway. But this thing is like butter. Dude, that Plex system is, so is definitely worth the money because, like you're saying, you can have bass strings, you know. But with that Plex system, it just it's the action is so good. Even though you're you're oh, using yeah. fat strings, man, you're just like butter. It's, yep. it's good. Uh, well, that's why I had to jump from. I jump from uh, I jump up to 56 is what I use for playing sure. A and B yeah. tuning, uh, and that keeps the tension on there. So I guess that's why it's it's still staying set with what the 52s were at C. So it's sure. it, it's it's but yeah, I, I'm a believer. I'm taking every freaking guitar I got when I get home. I'm sending it off to Sweetwater and saying just how much does that cost? By the way, I've never done that. So I think it was 125 dollars. Round, round trip there and back. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. No, see, I ordered a guitar brand new. From oh, them. I got you. So you I, think it, I think it was like ninety nine, ninety nine dollars and some other shit plus okay. tax. But I had them. Uh, I had them do that. It's got the reverse neck on it. I had to put the battery box in. I had to put the EMGs, the the plecking, all that bullshit um, done to the guitar. Cool. <clears throat> but I bought it straight from them. If uh, you could have any guitar sponsorship, just say Ooh, you know, okay, who, who, who might that be? Who? What's your go to instrument of choice? brand of choice you know you know i really i would have one time i would have said esps um but now i'm gonna have to say Schecter. i really like the shepherds I, like I like the i like saying really Schecter. Good. it just it rolls off the pretty good it's, it, it rhymes with sphincter that's why you like it Schecter, yeah, sphincter. <laughs> yeah it does i like that i've had i've had i've had four no i've had five Schecters 
And every damn one of them, the tonality that I was getting out of them was exactly what I wanted. It just matched what I was trying to achieve. Hell yeah. So Schechter, if you hear that, cook our man up. He's over in Iraq doing things. Yeah, man. Get him something. Get a Schechter sponsor on that next Yeah. 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 I'm a PRS guy, obviously. That's where I've I've been. So. And I promise, Schecter, if you if you if you hook me up, I'll even do yay videos for you. I got a new Schecter, yay! Yay, there oh, it yeah, is, man. yay movement. <laughs> and if you haven't known, he is the leader of the yay movement. Yeah, the yay movement. That's so it. Indulge into that, you know, with all the negativity going on. You try and just create some happiness and positivity out there, you know. Hey, man, you know, as entertainers, it's our job to make people, you know, smile or or, or forget about their you know, bullshit for just a little bit. So, you know, while I'm over here, I thought what I can do to stay engaged, there's two things going on here, Jeremy. I'm a former Marine. All right. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to let this out for you. I'm 51 years old. What? <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah. I can 51. edit that out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's 51 and, years old. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and so one of the things that I, I found when I came back in 2015 is, is I don't believe, you know, I know I'm going to take some shit for this, but I, I don't believe in the widespread PTSD thing that we've got going on right now. I do. I believe that some people have issues. Yes, I do. But I've spent 14 years of my life in war zones between uh, contracting and the whole nine yards. And I don't ever come home wanting to beat the shit out of small children or smack women around or, or any of that crap. But when I came back in 2015, I was so locked on. And I had this resting bitch face that people would just say, uh, you know, you look at this big guy over here and you say, yeah, I don't fuck with him. But you would look at me at only 212 pounds and you say, I'm not fucking with that guy. And I didn't want that. I wanted people not to come fuck with me, but I wanted people to approach me because sure. now I was yeah. a guitar player in a band. And I didn't want kids afraid of me. I didn't want women freaking out. I didn't want guys that were going, that dude's fucking crazy. Didn't you um, have a big so, beard? Yeah, when I came back, I had a big ass Afghanistan-like beard. Hell yeah! And um, and so anyway, I I just decided, you know, the thing about it is, people, you know, I have I was blessed with some teeth, and and they're white, <laughs> so it, people like a smile. And so when I came out this time, um, I'm out here now. I'm, I'm the deputy director of public works, um, so I work for a pretty large company, and I'm out here closing a base down now. I'm leading a, a team guys out here now to close this place down but i do a professional job i'm a businessman and uh and uh so i'm a deputy director of public works and uh and i carry a lot of responsibility with that so it's a lot, a lot of stress uh sure that on this budget up. here we're we're doing a 17 million dollars worth of audit right now and i chiseled that down with my guys i should say i didn't do shit my guys chiseled that down so today i was able to get back to corporate and say okay we chiseled the 17 million loss down to twenty two thousand dollars wow so they came they came back today and they were like you guys are fucking awesome but that's what we do and so um another reason after i finished this mission endorsement (laughs) (laughs) but so the thing is i told Chaz and the guys i didn't want to lose who i'd become you know i tapped into who i was as a kid and i really tapped into that because i went and saw my one of my daughters i've got two little girls one's 30 and one's 20 but I went and saw my daughter in Nashville and I used to remember she would do these things and, and I would say, you know, Hey, Hey, Lakin, do you, uh, you want some ice cream? She'd go, yeah. And I'd say, let's go get ice cream. And she'd go, yay. 
Yeah. Nice. And, 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 then, and then we would eat, and I would sit there and I'd eat, and I'd make her laugh because I'd go, You like it? She'd say, Yeah. I say, This is delicious. And she goes, It is delicious. And so it, it started resonating in my head, and I started thinking, You know, when I act like a little kid, and when I kind of dive back into what I was doing when I was a little kid, when I would do all this crazy shit, like, yay, and delicious, and I like yeah, yeah. fun, Eccentric. and all this shit. <laughs> Reactions, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you see this six foot two, 220-pound tattooed freak standing there going, yay, <laughs> and, you know, you're not really sure, okay, do I trust this guy? Or, but, you know, so if you keep doing it, though, after a while, people don't look at you like you're weird anymore, and they go, Yay! Hey, and why not? that's yeah. what I want. That's what I want. So part of it's for me. I don't suck back into being such a dick, and part of it's to keep people engaged with me, so that when I come back and I try to market certain things, and they say this guy was funny or he made me laugh or you know whatever, I've been following him on on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever, yeah. and and I want to see what he's about when he comes back. And so I come back and I put on some quality shows. Uh, the bands are quality. What I'm doing with our band is quality, and and I continue not being a dick. So that's the whole reason for all nice. this. Nice. So speaking of coming back, when are you coming back? Do you have a date for that yet, or? You know, I don't. Um, I don't really know when I'm going to be able to leave here. Right now, here is not where Taji uh, is at. Where I'm out of. Um, so it looks like here in another two or three weeks, we should be able to leave this place. I'll have to go back and I'll have to sit in a, in a chew for about two weeks in isolation. Sure. Uh, that's going to piss me off. But <laughs> I'll have to go back there and sit for two weeks. And I just told him, I said, look, you motherfuckers better bring my, my computer, my guitar. Yeah. Lots of cheeseburgers. <laughs> no. And keep the fucking crickets. Swamp them down with some cheeseburgers, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know. But I've been going. Well, see, I've been going to this gym. When I got here, I left at 196 pounds. When I left, okay. Uh, when I left Jacksonville, but see, the funny part is, I weighed 245 when I got there in 2015. I was just a big hoss, and uh, I mean, not as big as Jeremy, but I mean, I was a big hoss for, hey, for me. Hey, hey. <laughs> but but when but when I got there, I mean, literally, I, when I got there, I was bench pressing right around 425. So I was a Damn. big guy. Yeah, and. Uh, and so then I, I trimmed down. But what happened was I started smoking weed. This is a, this is a great plug for weed people. Yeah, so I started yeah. smoking weed. And, and when I started smoking weed, I started saying, well, you know what? This is great. Uh, it, it calms me. It, sure. it helps me chill. Because it, 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 I, I have a tendency to, like, I don't like people walking up thanking me for my service because to me it's just kind of bullshit. I, I, when I decided to come do this, none of them were in my thoughts. Um, but their tax money was. It does take you know, a certain type uh, of man uh, to do what you do, man, and uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but whatever. But, but brother, know. we're talking. We're we're talking two hundred thousand plus a year. Yeah, but that's why he's time. got yeah. seventeen trips. Yeah, there, you're ladies. putting a lot on that? the line. Wink, you know. wink. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready for some peaches when he comes home. You're putting a lot the on peach. the line, though. Yeah, you got to get the peach. <laughs> well, that's why I'm going to that fucking gym over here. When I got here, so I left Jacksonville at 196 pounds because I quit drinking alcohol in February of 2018 because hmm. uh, I'd smoked weed. Then I drank, and then I puked my guts out. I thought, okay, I can only do one or the other. Okay. So I just left on with weed. And then I found that if you are smoking a little weed and then you take one of these and drink it, you don't get the munchies. 
And so, Mm. yeah. And so then I'm I'm such a nasty prick, you know, I'm a bachelor. (laughs) So I, 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 I just bought a forerunner. And Zach and Chaz and Jay would come out when I'd show up on Saturdays, and they would open up the back door and look in my truck and see like six or seven of those Speedway cheeseburgers sitting in the back seat. Because, <laughs> well, they give them to you for free. You know, you get one of those little Speedway cards, uh, and always okay. fill up through the week. And then you, know, you go in there and you got like all these credits. And you're like, yay, I'll some go. cheeseburgers because they're pretty <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I'm going to have to start shopping at Speedway. Yeah, well, yeah. Sure. I didn't know that. Perks. But well, so I come out here, I stopped smoking weed, and guess what? Four weeks ago, I weighed in. I was two twenty-seven. I was like, "Fuck!" So I started going to the gym. Well, the gym it's one hundred and twenty-five degrees outside today. Mm. I think it was one hundred and thirty-six in the gym because we don't have air conditioning. Jeez. And when I walked out, I got cold. Just to tell you how hot it was. So I go in there for about forty-five minutes a day. Is about all you can stand. And so I go in there and sweat my nuts off and then come back out. So now I'm down to 217. And if I got another two weeks here, I should be down to 212. And then two weeks in solitary, I'll just sit there with my little yoga mat. <laughs> Use body weight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got. Right, right. Yeah. You guys will see video. You guys will be getting TikTok videos and be running around the fucking room. You know? <laughs> see if you can do a backflip <laughs> off the wall, man. That'll be a challenge, you know. Handstand push ups. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a good challenge, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm, I'm just sitting here having fun talking to you guys, forgetting that we're recording this and people are going to see this shit, and now they're going to look at this one. Uh-huh. No, the, the, the jury's in. He's a fucking Fruit Loop. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'd rather be loved for who I am or hated for who I am instead of loved for who I'm not, I guess, however it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no, that's awesome. We haven't actually sat down this long and talked in person before, so this is really cool to get you know, get to know you better than you know even Didn't before that you left. Six yeah, well, scary monster that towers on the stage. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. That's 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 what we don't want. You know, the whole the whole thing being scary. I, I, that, that there was a matter of fact that show that we did with you guys, what we did with Breaking Through. The, the turning point for me that really stuck with me was that show because that show I was upstairs. Remember we had our sponsor that was kind of overstepping her bounds. It wasn't the, the sponsor. It was a lady that was with the sponsor. Was it a whiskey? Huh? Was she it had a whiskey? Sponsor? Yeah. It was, it was rum, 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 rum. And they had, they had, they had, they had taken the DIP seating right up above the stage. They had the author of the running man up there, had a bunch of strippers and dancers and shit like yeah, that up there. We remember. Security was all over the place. <laughs> And so they were our sponsor, and they tried to make it all about us. And we were like, no, 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 no. They, they had a radio spot come out that was like, what about the beyond and these other guys? And we yeah. were like, oh, no, you're going to, whoa, can't uh, do that. But so they, so they changed it. But the owner of Gubba Rum actually changed it because I appealed to him. The manager at the time, she told me to fuck off, and that's the way things run. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> well, you don't understand. It's not our show. From our perspective, we didn't look at it bad. I mean, obviously, we, we realized what was happening. You know what I mean? It was kind of out of your hands, and that's what it, you know what I mean? Nobody was but her. Well, I, I went to, I, yeah, no, I appreciate that, but I went to the owner and told him, you know, I mean, at the time, uh, you got to remember also, I came to Jacksonville because I was a project manager out the naval base. Okay. And so I was making a six-figure income when I came back. Uh, I, I've never been in a position 
where I've needed somebody else's money. I'll, I'm a businessman. If you want to come sponsor my band and give us $200 and your product's decent, it's not something that's like, you know, bad for, for people or, sure, or yeah. just you know, derogatory or something, then I'm game. But, uh, you know, I'm all for not spending $200 of my money and spending $200 of your money. But if you're going to come do that and then you're going to make me out to look like an asshole, you can go on down the road. Sure. And so that's what I went and told him about. And he was, he's an absolute gentleman, great gentleman, great guy. So he put a stop with called Cox Media and said, we're not doing this. You need to showcase Breaking Through and Bleeding Stereo and Soul Switch and these other bands. Uh, Bloodbath is, is one of the openers. So we're going to just say their name and then go to run, go to run. And that's what they did in, in, in the end. So uh, I was thankful for that. Well, but, that shows your uh, character back to the story, too, man. Well, no, it's just it was it would have been a suicide trip. Are you kidding me? That that's stupid. You guys are beloved, and we need you, and we needed you then, and we need you in the future. Uh, you guys have been around for ten years, I believe. Yep, this and, is uh, our decade, right see, now. <laughs> yeah. So, so if uh, if if I want my projects to do well in town, I would be well versed to have good friends like you that I don't fuck over, and uh, and that I treat right and with respect, and show people how loyalty is done. But uh, but back to the, yes, sir. back to the story. That. So I'm upstairs. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. So I'm upstairs, and the security lady shows up. And I'm sitting up there talking, and um, I think Soul Switch was playing. And I came downstairs because the security lady came and says, "There's a little boy downstairs. You just got to have your your autograph." I said, "Yeah, no problem." So I came downstairs. Now things have been going really fast for us. Tank had had us on 102.9. You know, we had played the last show of Harmonious Monks with uh, Jason Todd from Shinedown. Okay. He jumped on stage with us and, and did fly, uh, fly from the inside. Hell yeah. Uh, that was crazy. We had a flash mob happen at, at, at you know, so we had a we had a phenomenal couple of first years. Uh, so that was just kind of part of it. So I went downstairs to meet this kid, and he was uh, one of our Facebook fans' uh, mom. Uh, she was He was one of her children. And so we came downstairs. And I, I met this little boy, and he's a cute little guy, and he had this big poster, and I could see he had one of Zach's drumsticks, and he had this poster of us you know, on there. And so I got in there, and I was talking to him, and I signed his thing, and, and I, I tried to talk to him, and he wouldn't talk to me. And he's just looking at me like, ah. And so I, I signed, you want me to sign it here? Yeah, okay. And I you know, said some dumb shit to him, and said hi to his mom, and we took a selfie and all this crap. And I'm walking off, and I look back, and I see this little boy, and he's looking at his mom, and I see him doing this. Now, you know, I always wear beads. You know, I always wear all this stuff, you know, this kind of crap on me. And uh, I'll wear Hindi beads and, and, and I'll, I'll wear, uh, you know, different different things because I'm, I'm trying to show that I can wear any type of, of uh, religious artifact and I'm not going to die or blow up. It's, it's okay. It's all right. It's all good. Everybody's good. It's, it's, one isn't worse than the other. Or one sure. isn't better than the other. If you're Muslim, yeah. if you're Christian, if you're Hindi, you know, that comes from my experience traveling the world and realizing that there's a oh, lot of similarities in religion. But that's that's not where the story's going. So I, I turn around, I see this little boy, and he's crying. And I had these Hindi beads around my neck, and so I pulled them off, and I walked back, and I said, I think these look a lot better on you. And I wrapped them around his neck, and I patted him on the head and left. Two days later, I see on Facebook his mom jumping on there just raving about how her son was treated so well and she just loved us and blah 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 and awesome. I, I pulled that out and i showed that to the guys and i said Damn. every fucking time i don't care two hours after a show a fan wants an autograph we stop we sign the autograph 
anybody that's not willing to do that can get the fuck out and it's not part of this band. Awesome. They all agreed 100%. And yeah. that's why I love my guys in Bloodbath, Jay, Zach, and Chess. They're all yeah. like that. We've had that moment also in our band was like, look, this is, the, you know, we're here to, to, for everybody, not, this isn't about us. I mean, you know, we, we are narcissistic in ways, right? We're <laughs> musicians. But really, as a band, <laughs> we're trying to, like, encompass people and give them, you know, embrace, not standoffish vibes. You know what I mean? Right. Like fans, especially fans, for God's sake. I mean, without them, what are we doing? I mean, we, we need each other. It's a reciprocal you know, relationship, so. You know what? You know, the, the fans... I am I am so beholden to the fans there. Um, you know, it, it blows me away that I can post something stupid and be up there with a crotch cam and I get 30, 40, 60 likes on Facebook and, and all these little hearts. And, and But people don't realize that how many times they brought me to tears sitting here. You know, Christmas and it's rough uh, being away from home. And, I bet, and Jacksonville now is going to be the first place that, that I can call home because I haven't had a real home. In, in years. I mean, I, I was a Marine. My, my father was 27 years in the Marine Corps. We moved all the time. I went to five different high schools because I failed my senior year. I was such a inbred fucking knucklehead. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but I never really felt as an adult that I ever really had a home. And so I came to Jacksonville and I had all these friends and I, I, I went to Jacksonville Jaguar games and, and now I finally had a hometown team. I could call my hometown team and, and friends, and then I'm looking at all these well wishes for my birthday, which I never gave a shit about before. I never missed, a, really thought about missing a Christmas tree or missing a, a turkey or anything. Uh, but this past year, being out here, I was homesick. You know, I was really, really homesick. Uh, and yeah. I, I'd never been like that before. Never, never been like that. You know, I've been doing this for years and years well, of my hey, life. But Jacksonville misses year. you too, brother. Uh, we all do, man. You've been gone quite a while now. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah, that's 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 an amazing feeling. I'm telling you right now, it is amazing, and it's a very new feeling for me to have this much emotion about coming home. And that's all I keep saying to people: is I just I want to go home. I hear you. I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm ready to go home. So we're almost done, and when we are, I'm getting the hell out of here and coming home. And You're gonna get wear my mask. Uh, do you yeah. think you'll take another opportunity uh, like you're doing now if it comes up? No. You're done. No. Getting out. I'm done. Okay. I'm That's done. cool. I, I'm, coming, I'm coming home with the money right now that I don't have to work for the next two years if I didn't want to. Gotcha. Uh, but what I want to do, I've got, I've got some investments. Uh, yes, I, I've invested in the stock market because of the COVID. Yeah. They're working out very well. Um, but what I want to do is I want to invest in about three or four good shows and get a good return on my money. And I have a really good beat on how to do that, some locations to do that. It's not just about, um, it's about timing. It's about what's going on in the area. It's about understanding how to market and it's understanding the product that you're trying to market. And, uh, and I've got some pretty good ideas on how I want to do that. And if I can turn my money around and I've got some things going on with some businesses right now, uh, bars that I'm trying to, to work with. I've got some folks out on the beach that I'm working with, not just for my band, but for my production side. And that's why I say I'm going to get Joe James to work. And so, Joe, if you're watching this, uh, get your fucking rest because when I get home, Daddy, we're going to work. And uh, have my Crown Royal bag ready, too. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. It's going to go down. 
But no, it's really cool, man. Uh, once because I guess the COVID thing slowing this whole thing down is, is like I said before, kind of spring loading it in a way too. Because once it's let loose again, that we can we can get back to playing shows and and doing that thing. There's going to be, I think, a lot of opportunity because they'll be hungry for it. Hungry, you know. And there will be, but we're we going to have to be very smart about it. They're going to have to be very smart about it. It's kind of like staying home and you have $2,000 in your hand. Now, you can run out for the first two or three weeks, have a great life because you got $2,000. At the end of two or three weeks, you got nothing. You're blown, yeah, so blown out. Right now, right now, yeah, right now, you don't want to overplay. You want to pick your opportunity. You want to, you know, not just go rushing out the first thing you can get. Oh, let's get up there and play. Oh, yeah. Okay, you may have a good night, but what are you doing and where? And, and that's really the biggest thing, Keith, is that you got to understand where is it that you want to go. And I don't think sure. 99% of the bands understand where this project is going to go. Um, oh, you definitely and, need and to quite look honest. forward as far as you can look, at, you know, and, and, and kind of focus that way rather than the things that are happening at the moment. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the projection, it's all about that. Where we but, go. What is, what's your goal? Yeah. How do you get there? I mean, two things, yeah. you know. See, my goal for Bloodbath, and it's not really for Bloodbath, my, my goal for a project, whether it's Bloodbath, whether it's Eve to Witness, is I would like to get it set up that we can take off and we can go on a couple of tours a year and and make the money that we need to make to be able to take off and go play music. And do that. That's it covers itself, basically, yeah. Right. You know, so that we've all got dickweed jobs. Maybe I'm owning a bar or doing my production thing, and, and that affords me the time to take off and, and with the guys. But, uh, you know, to be able to purchase something like a decent bus, you know, that we could take off and not have hotel expenses. <clears throat> but then you got to look at maintenance expenses of the bus and insurance and all these kinds of things. So oh, yeah. Really got to look at the return you can get. But, yeah, there's uh, a lot really, that goes what is, into it, for sure. Yeah, and then what, what are you really going to make? If you take off and do weekend tours, um, then that's going to take a bite into family, and that's where you have to kind of look at well, for us, it's easy because none of us are family guys. I mean, Jay's married, uh, but he doesn't have any kids. Yeah. Zach, Chaz, and myself are all free. I mean, we're invalids. So we just – who the fuck's going to put up with me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've had to <laughs> narrow down what shows we would take. Anyway. We're, we're focused – You know, before this whole thing happened with COVID, we were focusing on uh, festivals and trying to get into that circuit – we Even if they were buy-ons and these things, but at least you got the. It was worth putting the money into because you got good exposure and rubbing elbows. You know, instead yeah. of just you know beating a dead horse per se at, at the same clubs all the time. You know what I mean? That's kind of where we were. We're like, nah, we gotta we gotta slow down. We're oversaturating ourselves in a way. In this, you know what I mean? Going to the same watering hole. Yeah, but you know. You know, but but that that brings up an idea, um, and I'll talk to you guys offline about an idea for investing into a show. Uh, okay. You know, taking a certain percentage, you know, if you take thirty thousand dollars and I invest twenty thousand dollars, you invest ten thousand dollars, then obviously you're going to get a third of that that profit back. Uh, after we make that initial thirty back, you'll get a third of that profit back. So that may be something that we could consider in the future. Or oh, yeah. doing these things, but instead of instead of buying into somebody else's show, why sure. don't we just put on our own fucking show yeah, and yeah. let them buy into our show? Actually, kind yeah. of a big number. I, we can get some pretty. You'd be surprised. Twenty five hundred to five thousand dollars will get most 
most popular bands. Now Seven Dust, they they have uh, headcounts. So I work yeah. with their manager, and they want to know where you're at, how many people, and then they give well, you a number based off of cap. They have their own, you know, but, uh, yeah, guidelines I mean, they go on on as you know go off as far as where they book who like you know. non-point and all them. You can get them usually for about twenty five hundred. So. <laughs> No, I'm tied into a non-point and red jumpsuit. Even though red jumpsuit now lives out in California, the biggest thing with the bands right now, to be honest, like I said a while ago, timing, and I really did allude to more of that. You can really save a lot of money, especially in logistical costs, if you make sure that you understand their touring schedule. Their touring exactly. schedule brings them out here. That's when you want to get them. Yeah. That's Otherwise, you're paying to fly their ass out. Yeah, special trip. Yep. Yeah, one ounce are hard to get. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, fuck very, that. very strategic so. move there, no doubt. That's how it worked for us. Absolutely, but too. We were like, "Hey, you guys are coming here," and then next thing you know, we'll yeah, they said, "Hey, yeah." We opened well, up uh, well, actually. Well, right let me put a bug in here. What do you think about? What do you think about trying to get the Iron Horse for Bike Week? Dude, I'm True. I'm there. I'm yeah. I want to go to Sturgis one day. Oh know? boy, That's I want to get some of right? that. I'm definitely. No, I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about. You know, I'm talking about. We we take thirty. We take twenty thirty thousand dollars and invest it in the Iron Horse. There pack that place out. Bring in multi state. Depend, depending on what kind of deal. Oh yeah. Yep. And depending on what kind of deal we could work out with the owners. Bring in beer. You know, that vendors. could be something that. That's. Where is yeah, Iron? I mean, that's that's what Horse. you want to do is try to Daytona. Get oh, it's Daytona. Or, okay. uh, Daytona. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying for Bike Week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which they may not be interested. Yeah, they may not be interested we during Bike Week because they don't yeah. they don't need it. Yeah, they got other things that are bringing in money, no doubt. But definitely, uh, yeah, they don't like need that are are good, you know, big events. Oh, we yeah. always did yeah. good. Well, like, that's why I want Florida Georgia weekend here in Jacksonville. If we'd get a gig at the landing, the crowd was there. Yeah. So you'd be playing for. The pre-Rockville thing was very people. good too. You yeah, know, it was built in because there were so many people, you know, there the night well, I'm before. Hoping, I'm hoping Tim and his wife. I'm hoping Tim and his wife score this venue like they're talking about doing. I'm trying very hard to work with some people right now. We're looking at some different venues that'll hold a thousand people in them, uh, and and I, I am in some talks with that right now. So that'd be like a Maverick-sized uh, venue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but I, 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 I've told, I've told uh, this person, <clears throat> that's all ears. But I've told this person, you know, I, I would like to have this venue where I could put on business events during the week, you know, and, and be in competition with Holiday Inn, the Marriott, where we could put petitions up and they could use the stage if they wanted, cater it, coffee, the whole nine yards, cover up the bar, uh, you know, and, and and they could put on business uh, seminars or whatever they wanted to do. I don't give a rat's ass. They do a dog show. I just want to put on events. Uh, I hear you. But uh, you know, country show one night, and and the next night, you know, maybe Friday nights or hip hop night. So it's hip hop dance night on Friday night. Uh, but uh, but I'm trying to get into a venue that puts on things like that. That's uh, not least like on the landing because the landing sucked because of parking and because of all the riffraff that were showing up. Yeah, um, it was a mixed so so crowd there. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But we we definitely need some new venues in Jacksonville. Oh, big time! Uh, but it, but in order for those venues to prosper, we've got to fill them up. I haven't uh, stopped by this archetype. Have you seen that? Uh, I know you haven't seen it because I think it just came up within the last yeah, year. <coughs> but uh, have you? Well, seen it's it? Nighthawks. Jeremy. Mm -hmm. What is it? 
You know, it's, it's Nighthawks. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. So it's just under a new name, new management kind of So is Nighthawks kind of yeah. like Blackhawks? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Is, is Nighthawks kind of like Blackhawks? I guess it's black. Blackhawks, yeah. yeah, black, black, Blackhawks, Nighthawks, whatever the fuck it was called. Was it Nighthawks? It was Nighthawks, wasn't it? Yes, yes, you're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was calling it Blackhawks before, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I, I think that's how why I was uh, confused. What <laughs> Blackhawks? Like, he's talking about Blackhawks here. Hmm. <laughs> uh, at least we clarify. Hey, I got Danny DeVito moments here in my band too. Uh, Danny yeah. DeVito <laughs> It's the Mandela shit It's just Jeremy flips well, names around I, on shit man It's funny as hell it is, I, it's Well at totally... least I wasn't sitting there giving him the opportunity With fucking oh, I love Blackhawks yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it didn't uh, The narrative was not too bad You know the way we were We could use that sound bite <laughs> on you <laughs> uh, Okay Perfect <laughs> All right, Chet. Well, all right. brother, it was great talking with you here all the way from Iraq. Uh, we wish you well. Godspeed on your Hey, wait, turn. before we go, man, uh, we do this thing where we're like, hey, what have you been listening to lately? Oh, yeah, like yeah, new yeah. bands that uh, you've maybe just looked up or stumbled on somehow by somebody t- telling you about them or whatever. So what have you been uh, listening to over there? Well, let me look at my playlist. Been listening to a lot of All the Remains. Okay. You know who I've gotten re- in, into here lately is Motionless White. You cut him off, Jeremy. About, uh, <laughs> it's the same audio. Motionless and White, huh? Is there a particular uh, song? Froze him up. I think Chet's froze. Are we back? Is he back? Is he gone? Did we lose him? Uh oh. There he is. He's in the matrix. There, there he's back. Jeremy was playing with buttons and got the, the volume down. Can you turn it back up, brother? Yeah, like none. Oh, uh, we did lose him. Connection lost. You're turning it down anyway. Wrong button. Let's see if we can call him back. We're going to do a quick redial. We didn't get to. You know, hear what he was uh, jamming to. I know it was motionless and white. Was I think one it's of because I got two tabs open here. Could be. Let's see if we can get back to Chet. Chatting with Chet. Mm, it's ringing. No more buttons. No more buttons. Not on. Not on the uh, live stream stuff. No. <laughs> or the uh, Facebook chat. Come on, Chet. Come on, Chet. He's coming in. He's coming in on your phone. Oh, now we got a paradigm going on. Paradigm. Paradox. What do you call that? Something went wrong. Oh, boy. Well, maybe we'll get him back. If not, it was good chatting with Chet, no doubt. Chatting with Chet, chatting with Chet. Okay, here he comes. Just have to wait for him to come back. There he is. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, I was saying, Oceanless and White, the song, the, the, the song I really like is Disguise. Okay. He was going to pull that up, but it seems when he pulls up another tab, it kind of geeks with his signal. So we will jam to that after after the <laughs> podcast, I guess. 
Yeah, that's that's a pretty digging song, but uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, Yay. I know you've Yay. been you've been working on your own stuff, obviously, but you know, with the uh, with the band doing the Dropbox band. <laughs> So that's <laughs> well. I haven't here. I, you know, I've been gone from uh, Taji now for the whole month of July. Oh, okay. I left at the end of June. So the only thing I've had is this this old shitty acoustic that's got. I think they, they put a two by four and stripped half of it down uh-huh. to the neck. But uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so I've honestly been honestly the only thing I've been able to do with it as I sit here and screw around. But I'll, I'll just sit here and play boring ass scales. Just play the Metallica song. Dexterity. Like all the open notes. Nothing else matters. Oh yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. a party yeah, yeah. trick. Yeah. I can play guitar, watch this. Oh, I know. That's like the first one you learn when you're starting out to impress people. Listen, I can play. You know, is like, that Metallica? <laughs> nothing else matters, yeah. Damn right it is. But, uh, yeah, I've been jamming to, uh, I actually just uh, went, I keep going backwards with old bands. Quicksand. Has anybody ever heard of Quicksand? I haven't. The 95, I think, was one of their first album. But uh, actually, the bass player that's now in Deftones, it was the band he was in prior to getting into Deftones after uh, Chi died. Uh, so I didn't know that about that I've been, band. I've, actually, been, but... I've, been, I've been listening to this band. Oh. Them you guys are okay. Some guys are a bunch of freaks, man. Bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I think it's kind of funny how the first song is black or white. Yeah. Is that, that black or that white cox? Jeremy. <laughs> black or white cox. Yeah. Oh, Got on. a question mark after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it? Hmm. Spray paint it red and then, and see, then judge by size alone. But, but what's funny is if you look at the first song is black or white cox. The third song is behind the eyes. Yeah. And then the fifth song is falling apart. I mean, I think we're kind of <laughs> your happy. eyes are falling apart. Uh, it's just all, yeah. it's all shit in the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's. Here's one. Here's here's the good one. Memento Mori. Okay. Lamb of God. Oh, oh Lamb of God. God. Yeah, sure, that sure. Song. That'd oh, be dude, a workout that song. That song rips. Yeah, that that's her new one. Just came out in 2020. Check that out. That's for sure. crazy. I've been digging on Gray Days. It's uh, Lincoln Park. Oh, yes, 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 uh, yes. Front man. It's his last project. Chester's. Chester. Well, actually, it was his. The band he was in before Lincoln Park, actually, kind of oh, really? like the Stone Sour thing with uh, uh, Corey Taylor. Yeah, Gray Days was a project he was in prior to going out, you know, to I think it was California, wherever Lincoln Park was, and yeah, Gray Days was that project just prior to that. Good, good stuff. And it man. never got. I don't. It didn't get off the, the ground. And a lot of those songs were recorded back then in uh, early two thousands or uh, maybe late nineties. So they're resurrecting yeah. a lot of that, and it is a good album. I I listen to it too. Great, awesome. days. check it out with this. Well, check, uh, check, check, check this out. So you see this shit, Ronnie Millsap. Ronnie, that's some country. All there, right, that's your Texas yeah. is showing now, dude. Here's something <laughs> funny. So when, when I was when, when when I was when I was a kid, yeah, I grew primarily up in Texas. But when I was a kid, when I was really little, before you know, like first grade, kindergarten, I lived in, in Colorado. Okay. And so all the time in Colorado, all the time, somebody was fucking getting lost out in the woods, they dying in a, in a fucking avalanche or something like that. So at that time, when I was a kid, my dad would listen to Ronnie Millsap all the time. I, you know, there's big country fans. So I would listen to like Smoky Mountain Rain. And I thought Smoky Mountain Rain, because I didn't realize the Smoky Mountains were in Tennessee and North Carolina, not 
Colorado because oh, to yeah. me, different mountain that's range. the only place in the world with mountains. <laughs> sure. You know, well, I mean, Colorado's Rocky Mountains, smoky mountains now, legalization and all. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're smoky now. <laughs> so, but, but like that song, it was almost like a song. Then the, then the, then the flame turned into a dying ember and all at once you weren't here. So I thought she died in a forest fire. I didn't, <laughs> it wasn't until just like this year when I started listening to this song again, I was like, Oh fuck, she left it. Oh yeah. I that always thought bitch. she died in a, I always thought she died in a forest fire. Dude, I know what you're everything saying. Everything I knew was, you know, so in the smoky mountain rain, I thought she got lost in the woods. Well, she left him there too. This guy got left a lot. So now that I'm listening to it as an adult, cause I hadn't listened to the Ronnie Millsap since I was a little kid. Uh, but now that I listen to him as an adult, I'm laughing my ass off going, fuck, I thought he was just losing women left and right. And, you know, fucking one died in a snowstorm, one died in a fire, <laughs> one ran off and got lost in the woods. Yeah. He's, he's a serial killer, actually. <laughs> yeah, it sounds more like that. Uh, yeah. Put on a little I felt, I felt terrible for him, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sensing a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> Now I realize he was just a shit husband. Yeah. <laughs> he probably didn't do the dishes. Oh. So, yeah. Probably didn't. That's cool to listen to different genres, too. I mean, even though, like, I, I think I mentioned before, Tom Petty is that band for me that I listen to, and I don't dissect the music. I'm not trying to, you know, feed off of it for creativity. I'm just, like, chill music I, li I like to listen to that's bob marley for me if i'm just looking to chill pop that on relax yeah clear the head yep so i guess mill you know, that for I, you i like no no not at all <laughs> that no. okay what's that for you it, it, you know if i really want to chill you, you'll be surprised i like to i like to listen to daughtry dude's okay. awesome actually when you uh the recordings the artists that he works with you know like he's had slash yeah. a few times do some guitar work on his uh recordings and can't well, say nothing he did a song with lejean oh did he? he did a song with seven dust. that was a really kick-ass song yeah awesome seven dust i need to turn you guys on to that you'll actually I, yeah. I bet when i show you this your guys are going to want to do a cover of it okay mm. i'll bet because it's that good definitely I mean, he this usually doesn't put out too much. That, I mean, Excuse great. me, sir. Do you have any Grey Lejeune? Plus, he usually has Chris Lord Algae doing his mixes, too, which is the... Okay, so it's on, chap it's on Chapter 7, Hope and Sorrow, and the song is called The Past. Okay. okay. See Chris Dodger. Brian. Chapter uh, 7, The Past. The Past. Awesome. Yep. I wonder... I'm going to try actually something. A slow, it's, it's, it's a slow song. And it allows both of them to do their thing. But Chris really kind of uh, runs off with it on this. He really does a good job. With it. But it's a, it's a slower song. It's kind of a, I don't know. It's, well, it's, it's not really a ballad, but it's kind of like, you know, two buddies singing. You know. And that's the other thing you got to understand about me. I'm not, you know, I'm not a homophobe. I mean, I'm not all about sucking dicks, but I get what I'm not afraid saying. to tell totally. my brother. I'm not, I'm, not a bro I'm not afraid to walk up to my brother and say, you know what, man, I love you. Hey man, the emotion of love goes both. I mean, it doesn't matter where it's coming from, and the emotion of love is the same. All you know, universal. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't doesn't mean I want to 
doesn't mean I want you sending me fucking duck lips while you're taking a shit, but, Josh you Reeves. know. Oh, I'm, I'm, well, hey, wait a minute. I do, <laughs> do that, that all the time to you, bro. I thought you liked that shit. <laughs> it, I mean, Josh Graves, when I send it to him, it'll be his cover on his Facebook for, like, weeks. You guys have a competition oh, that, going. Yeah. That, that dude, some of the shit he puts out is <laughs> Nah, it gives I'm, me a I'm, boner. It's hilarious. I'm, man. I'm laughing. I'm laughing, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like, oh, he's borderline. <laughs> he likes pushing the line, man. He's definitely to see where you break. He likes making people uncomfortable, and that's what I love about it. Yeah. It's like, how uncomfortable can definitely. I make this person? Definitely need to get him in here, bro. Kind of my new boot, new boot goofing. Yeah. <laughs> but we may find whenever you put him behind the microphone on a podcast, he like clams up and he's like, won't talk. <laughs> yeah, he won't say nothing. Ah. No, I bet you he'll be like having a comedian or something. Yeah. We'll find out. We will see. <laughs> we will find out. We'll put him on here. Enough about Josh. Yeah. Yeah. More about you, Chet. Well, Anything I'm really else, brother. I, 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 I'm really happy that in this, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm really happy that in this podcast that we didn't dive into uh, politics. That, that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. something I've always, I was kind of worried about that when I first got on. I was like, man, I really hope we don't try to, into politics because nah, I don't it sure like is scary back there in the states right now. If it goes there, you we'll know, talk. That, yeah, anything from you know UFOs to yeah. butt sex. If it goes there, well, speaking well, of look, UFOs, now we, now we, we 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 can't break. We can't break away from the tradition you started. This is not going to be the first podcast, you guys. You're not going to fuck me like that. Nah, so we got what's everybody it. drinking. What's right everybody now, drinking? Actually, you guys have three uh, of these. I'm drinking Jimmy John's Powerade. I've got the <laughs> highest of quality H2O, 100% natural Florida spring water. Yeah, I totally should have grabbed something on the way here. I almost I did, but I was like, you know, I uh, would be, wouldn't be right uh, unless you were here to hey, toast with us. You know so what? when you get back. I'll be right back. Uh-oh. I'll be right back. He's going to the truck. Nope. Refrigerator. <laughs> refrigerator. He's got something here. Probably some moonshine. Oh, he's or, going. He's got yeah, he's got to get something. Shit, you know. The last time I saw Brian was in there. You guys drank some shitty moonshine. Tastes like Robitussin. It was or something. fucking terrible, dude. And, uh, it literally was like <laughs> worse than Robitussin. Black wasn't it? Blackberry or something? Yeah. I had two Yinglings. Terrible. So here. Oh, there you go. Here we go. Two Yinglings. This, That's for you. There you go. I'm gonna drink. <laughs> Cheers, get brother. back to my station here. See, I left I left something here for uh, this occasion. Ooh, that kind of smells. What it smells good? Like reefer. Yeah, it's, it's uh, down the hatch for you here. Yeah, it's yeah. there. We did have some alcohol after all. There we go. Uh, actually, yeah, we'll have to we'll good. have to link up when I get back and uh, do a barbecue or do a live in person podcast too, no doubt. For sure, and bring the whole band on next time. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Well, we'll just we'll just we'll just have a big old get together. Maybe we'll go up to Hugging Up Beach and hang oh, out up there yeah. with their mask on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I saw this thing the other day. They were talking about strippers in 2020 be like it. This chick had a mask and she was all doing this shit. Oh, and shit. Cracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the That's card yeah. swiper in their ass. You know, credit in the front, debit in I, the back. You know what? I figured I figured that that was the real reason that DeSantis shut down the bars because let's face it, man, you're making bad choices without having to make a choice based on this. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? 
you're out you're out drinking like this and shit and you're like hey i like your eyes you want to go home and she's like yeah and you pull it off oh dude like, yeah two. you know that's two inhibitors you you're drunk much, and you can't see you imagine how much imagine how much your domestic violence is going to go through the fucking roof when you do how that many ugly kids you know we're gonna have. yeah that's probably why they have the bars closed that exact reason right there <laughs> It ain't about the COVID thing. Well, it is, but I mean, they don't want the violence going any higher. Hey, I saw, speaking of violence, that we've had, like, how many shootings in this? 25 in year? the past two days or however many days. Well, it's been yeah. it's going up quite a bit for uh, some reason. It's definitely tensions, but. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's, it's a different year. America, bro. Well, I know but, you're coming. You're going to come back to a little bit different. Uh, atmosphere. No you left and it all went. You know shit, the whole well, the whole the whole thing for me is honestly this. And I'll, I'll say this much: the thing for me is that I cannot understand how we are so stupid. And, and and I realize that it's a small percentage of people that are that damn dumb. But people that are so dumb as to think that all this shit is going wrong just in the last six months. No, that you're going to have this much shit. Going, that you sure. can tune into a news agency that is going to say nothing but bad things about Biden or bad things about Trump and all that shit's true. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> and the other thing Amen. that drives me nuts is that I went in about five months ago and I was looking at uh, mortality. I was looking at mortality because I wanted to see what the mortality was for the last 20 years. Like I said, I'm analytical. I went in the other day and it took me 20 minutes to find the mortality it's like they've been taken down they didn't want anybody to look at this okay it's i went back to the website I did, and, and yeah and so but when i went and looked at it here's what i did find i finally went to a statistical database that was showing 2020 through where we're at now and the interesting thing is is that we've had the same growth in 2020 that we had in 2019 and 2018. we're looking at around 8.8 .8 deaths per thousand is what we're looking at for our mortality rate. Okay. Now that doesn't say they died up. That doesn't say whether it's gunshot or heart disease or, you know, diabetes or COVID or any of that shit. It's just mortality. The mortality rate right now for 2020, the way it's trending, is exactly where it's supposed to be. So it's hitting on with I'm normal, not getting, like, yeah, normal progression. I, I mean, I, I understand. If you look at some states, some states can show a spike. But if you look back at the last 20 years. You can see the same spikes. Spikes, happen. I see what you're saying. But yeah. they try to, but they but they try to dial it down to a more condensed version. It's kind of like when they look at um, when they start talking about you know the Black Lives Matter and the whole the whole movement with the racial thing. Yeah, I'm not racial. Okay, first of all, my grandchildren and I have grandchildren. Smart ass. <laughs> so get that <laughs> That's beautiful, bro. But but my but my grandchildren are half black, half white. Beautiful little girls. My my former dickweed son-in-law. Uh, is black. He's a black Marine. And I had hoped it'd work out because I was really kind of excited about having my daughter married to a Marine. Sure. But it didn't work out. He's a dickweed. So Different that's type of Marine, on. I guess. But but I don't give a fuck whether my daughter marries a black guy or not, whether he's Mexican. You know, my ex-wife's Puerto Rican, for Christ's sake. Sure. So, uh, but but what I'm watching right now is I'm going, okay, wait a minute. I'm not, I'm, I'm seeing so much. Oh, let me put it to you this way. I'm talking to my friends here and some of my friends are black guys and I'm talking to Victor and these other guys. And I'm, I asked them, I said, what do you really feel about? It? And every one of them, first of all, is a Trump supporter, which I found kind of odd, but 
Yeah, the other thing is, is they're all kind of they're all detested by it. they're they're sickened by it. they sure. talk to their families and their families are sickened by it well, because okay first of all what happened if you're trying to take 2020 values and apply it to the 16 and 1700s you're a fucking asshat sure okay totally right now times, right now saying the word fuck right now saying the word fuck is is frowned on in more society things. But it's it's not like the damning thing at all. No. But in thirty years from now, maybe fuck becomes the word of choice that you know. You said fuck thirty years now, so I'm freezing up. Uh-oh. Tear a statue down and spray paint his nuts red. Well, fuck it. You guys are just taking a lot of pressure off. I don't care about doing great things because it doesn't matter that at the time. Owning people was the thing to do. We all know it's sick now. We know it. Absolutely. But in the 1600s, that was the thing. It was like owning a car, as sick as it sounds. But back then, they didn't have the the love and the care and the the idea that human beings are human beings, period. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So for us to look back hundreds of years and say, well, you were wrong. So let's tear your fucking statue down. It's just kind of stupid. Well, it's kind of cool to see like a reaction. So that's from, that's why I just stay away from the shit. Yeah, sure. But even though for me being over here, the reaction of 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 your your friends over there is a, I guess not polluted by media as much as we are. It seems you know what I mean. Like to get their reaction removed from the situation, looking at it from an outside perspective, in is kind of cool to me that they. They're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? It seems to be how well, they feel well, it's about being it. driven by if you if you look at the people, the most of the people. Now everything is averages. You've got the highs and lows of everything. And I've seen some very close friends of mine that I really care about getting on Facebook and saying some really, to me, dumb shit. But you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line to me that I hate the most, that I hate, and hate's a strong word. I hate. The fact that our government is not taking away our freedom of speech, we are taking that away as fucking citizens. You cannot sure. go on Facebook and say, I believe in this, without a bunch of people piling on and calling you a dumbass or a piece of shit. The social justice. Else. So we don't have to our no government take it away. We're doing that ourselves. We're taking away our own freedom. Yes, sir. Because we see through our own eyes. Yeah. But we talk about how we're all different and we're special. You know, we I don't know like how that beer tasted, Jeremy. I know that that beer right there to me tastes like a dog fart. You know, what I would <laughs> guess a dog fart would taste like. But Jeremy may think Yingling right there tastes really good. Yeah, I don't like know. Me, I if like, I eat an I like orange, it's going to do something different in my body than it's going to do to Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Jeremy may eat an orange and it's just fine. I eat that much citric acid. You guys are going to be puking because I'll be farting my ass off. But. <laughs> So we're all different, is my point. Sure. You know, what you see, what you hear, what you taste, what you feel is going to affect you in a different way. So to say that we all should be sheep and moving in the same direction is stupid, and we don't believe that. But as soon as we see one person starting to drift off, we start trying to shoot the fucker. Yeah. And that, to me, that, that's, that's what's sad to me. If you want to follow Trump, if you want to follow Biden, if you want to follow nobody, I don't care. You have that freedom. But when you start trying to take somebody else's rights away and burn my goddamn flag, I get a little angry about it. Yeah. Because to me, like I said, I've been out here just as a contractor for 12 years. I spent six years in the Marine Corps active duty, 
I've got tons of friends that have done it. I'm a third generation Marine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I, I just, I love my country. And I love, I love Jacksonville, Florida. I love you guys. I love the fans. I love the people. But I do not like society. Well, I'll tell you, like, it's real funny even for us being here. Like, as we converse, you know, we see people, but we don't. I don't physically see these problems for in reality. It's only on like media that these things exist, mm-hmm. like for real. Because I mean, I talk to all kinds of yeah. people of it's all kinds of different races. Generated has every four years, every we're all four, cool with each other. Every, I don't get it. What's every, it? every election year is this propaganda comes every, out to divide people. It's like and, it's being implanted, and of course, sure. and uh, I don't. It, like it is, but. But what makes me sad, where I'm, where I'm getting that information from, is I'm watching Facebook. Trust me, I watch a lot more than I say. Sure. And and so that's why I decided to take the TikTok videos because, trust me, as many videos that I put out chastising people, jumping in people's asses, uh, probably two over how many TikTok videos I've done because I just deleted them all. I said, no, I'm going to take a bunch of backlash, and then that list of people I'm going to beat the fuck out of when I come home is just going to keep growing. So, <laughs> I got one of those. I, 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 I thought I thought I'd just do away with that. So, um, but the bottom line is, no, I'm watching Facebook and I'm seeing people that I really care about um, arguing, go idiots, and, yeah, yeah, family members pile, like, piling on somebody. Yeah, I mean, man, you know that that's what the great thing about our country is. That's what people understand. I see it. This guy Mustafa who just walked by just now. Very dear friend of mine. The guy speaks five five words of English. But when we first got here, this guy. Now you got to understand where I'm at right now. This is a, a medical facility down in right now, and if we had to hook up the electricity to it. We had to get air conditioning because it is probably 1,700, 1,800 square feet, and we've got 17 people living in here with one toilet, one shower, two sinks. We're cooking outside uh, for ourselves. We have food delivered every Monday out of the back of a bongo truck. We went and found some air, some uh, refrigerators that we stuck around here to keep our food cold. Uh, we're brushing our teeth with these damn water bottles that we got all over the place. Survivor mode, bro. You, you hard yeah. man. You know. So and, and then you know we're in here fighting crickets and scorpions and Camel fucking spiders. mice. The mice are terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're dealing but, with that. And we're over here worried but, about something, <laughs> you know, statue. Well, it's, it's not even that. Here's the thing that here's the thing that breaks my heart, Keith. So Mustafa, to just walk by, this guy when we first got here, I would take off and I would just walk. I wanted to go see the surroundings, so I took off and I just went walking. And I hear something behind me, and I turn around, and Mustafa's following me in some fucking flip flops to make sure I'm safe. Oh well, yeah, he's my rat. Yeah, he's an Iraqi. He was following me everywhere I went for three days until I told him to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm fine. I, I, but yeah, you're on my radar, was, man. He, he's a big, he's a big Iraqi guy. He speaks five words of English, but you know what? He doesn't have the right to say what he wants to say. He doesn't have a family living at home that he knows is going to be killed tonight or kidnapped or, you know, have all their belongings taken away at any given moment. He doesn't have that. Right. He doesn't yeah. have that. And to see people that do have that right jump on somebody else and act like they that just to me is sick. That, that's is. the thing that's sad for me. Definitely I, I watched that on Facebook. Yeah. When I watch that on Facebook with people that I care about, it really just it breaks my heart uh, because they don't even realize that what they're doing. They think they're just defending or arguing with somebody. They don't realize that they're taking away basic rights. And right now the news agencies are even starting to talk about it. It's so bad. 
nationwide. I'm seeing it on Facebook, so I know it's real. They're talking about it right now, the, the silent majority. Have you guys heard that yet? Oh, I've silent heard it majority. the last election, actually, mm-hmm. too. And it, it came yeah, through. I mean, it's yeah. just... That's what I mean by like it's we're just, here in reality, like not on a social media platform communicating, and that's not what is really happening. That's not the way people actually feel, like the heartbeat of the of the country. If you get, if you know what I mean, like it's yeah. not those yeah. people. You know, I'm like, this is a very slim percentage of the people that are, are pushing this thing. You have your wise people and you have your fools. The wise people think for themselves. Yeah. The fools do what they're told to do or to, to feel. I don't know. There's some kind of fear mechanism think. that gets into certain people and, Programming. you know, they just don't question things. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. I question things. If it don't make sense, I'm just like, I'm out. I was taught at a young age to, make to question everything. Nothing that you hear and only half of what you see. Yeah. Well, you know, I heard somebody, or I didn't hear them, I was reading them the other day, and they said, I'm very passionate about this, this, and this, and this. And they were talking about one side. And uh, and I, I, I sat there and I thought about it for about five seconds. I thought, I'm, I'm very passionate about your freedom. That's what I'm passionate about. You've probably never left the county that you're living in, which is why you're talking so ignorantly. Right? Sure, yeah. And you want to burn the flag, and you want to talk about all this shit, but you're burning a flag that represents the ability to do what you're to, just doing. To be that. To that's how, that, yeah, that's, yes, yes. Slap in the face. That's where, you know? that's where the irony comes. But when yeah. they went down to the Vietnam Memorial, which my father served a couple of tours in Vietnam, and my father's a great guy. He's still alive, thank God. But awesome. He's a pain in the ass. I love him to death, but the, <laughs> he's my hero. He was 27, 27 35,000 years EOD guy in the Marine Corps. Just a tough, tough dude. Tough dude. Tough dude. Um, it's just too tough matter of fact mother a week and a half two weeks ago just got out of another surgery because he had hip surgery but he decided to get one of those walk behind bobcats because he lives up in the mountains in colorado okay and he and he just had hip surgery a month before they told him to stay down for four months had a hip replacement done so he's all fucked up but he wants to get this dirt that's around his new garage that he just built with these other guys he's like 76 years old he yeah. gets a walk behind Bobcat and is out there pushing the fucking dirt out of the way. <laughs> the Bobcat starts to let go. Instead of letting it go and getting away from it, he ah. tries to correct it and it falls on him and breaks his other fucking leg. Oh, shit. So then he has to go back to the – my mom carries him back to the hospital and he's in surgery. As soon as he gets to the hospital, they take him in and put some shit in his leg to fix it up because it's – ah. Not like, good. Not good. Can you guys sure. not kill each other or kill yourselves? Yeah. <laughs> And you just behave. Yeah. Till I get back, at least, you know, then I, I can help you out. I'll help you out. Just chill <laughs> out, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not much I can do from here. My yeah. mom's hitting me up. Oh, yeah, your dad. But they're not even worried about it. She's like, yeah, your dad kind of screwed up and did this, this, and this. And I'm thinking, fuck me. You guys just stop just for a moment. Well, he don't know any other way, bro. You know, it'd be hard to beat that out of you too, man. You know, you you just got to keep moving and and doing things, and yeah, that's that's the the warrior in you, no doubt. Yep, but that that's that's really it, guys. That's that's as far as my politics go. Just I wish people would understand the, the the flag. Well, that's I think why you're an artist and why you're in music is the where your heart's at and and the whole thing. It's it's about the people. That's why you're over there right now, you know. And um, you know what I mean. It's I, 
your angle, seeing us fall apart almost from from how far away you are, it has to be a crushing sight in a way. And uh, it, it it is if you let it be. I, yeah. I I tend to, but see that's that's why I think it's our job. So now what I see because I don't pay attention to other shit when my thing comes up on Facebook, I don't even go to the home. I just go to my page. Sure. I post some dumb shit of me shaking my ass and crotch cam and Yay. get out and, <laughs> and all this. And so I'm forcing them to give me some positivity. You motherfuckers yeah. don't want okay. to. I'm gonna yeah. force it out of you. I'm gonna yeah. be the village idiot, and you're gonna interact with me in a positive way, so I don't have oh, to see dude. the dumb shit you're doing. Especially the knowing the conditions that you are surviving in right now, and that's your attitude. It's just it's it's admirable. Uh, <coughs> I mean, I, I just want to you know tip of the hat to you, bro. Seriously. Oh. I you know, I appreciate that, but honestly, this is like camping. I mean, if you guys were here, we'd be having a blast. Oh, dude, separation. I love camping, no doubt. It's not that bad. I, mean, I do like testing. Minus the crickets and it's, occasional it's bombing. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we did we did have some rockets yesterday. We had eight rockets, but, you know, you can't do anything for rockets. I, I do have a really cool video I'll show you guys when I get back. Uh, you can hear the rockets coming in. It's the best video that I've gotten. You don't really see much, but you can at least hear the damn things and what you hear when you have rockets coming in. Sure. You know, with the pops and the motors and all that kind of shit. It's just really pretty interesting. So luckily I was able to, to get that. Then I got a, a video of the C-Ram going off. That's a pretty cool little piece of machinery. Uh, but it's, it's really, you know, honestly, it's not that bad. That's I, mean, I can sit defense. here and let you stroke me. <laughs> the C-Ram? Yeah. Is it the really fast yeah, uh, yeah, shooting yeah, gun? Yeah, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a video on my phone. I should. Oh, hell, I could probably send it to you. But um, but the uh, the C Ram's pretty kick ass. But honestly, that that's the thing though. You, you hit on right there. I'm not one of those guys that's going to come back and I don't I don't get into all the hey thank you for your service and wanting to sit around and talk about it all the time like I did something fucking noble and great. Nah, none of that happened. Okay, we're we're all just doing our job, and, and quite honestly, anybody that comes back from here whining about shit, then you had no business being over here in the first place. Sure. You do what you're getting. But but it's like if you, me, and Jeremy all came out here and were doing this, you're in it together, and you're walking out going like today. It was hot. I mean, it was so fucking hot. And I walked out, and the Iraqis like fucking too much hot. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> too much hot and, and I, I go outside and I'm like son of a bitch you know you walk outside and it's just like oh my god yeah. I'm melting you know 8% there's only 8% humidity but it felt like it was like I think it was 50 degrees Celsius outside today. it was ridiculous and um, but you're in the sh same shit together so yeah. the guys are out there cooking they made some lamb and onions and they put some tomatoes with it they brought some simon I don't have any here but it's just a really good bread it's delicious and, uh, and you cut it open, you put the lamb and the onions and the tomatoes and all that shit. And I got this wonderful sea salt, this uh, Himalayan pink salt. Oh, yeah. I put on everything except oatmeal. But uh, but you're sitting here and you're eating and you're listening to their music. They're watching a soccer game. They're playing dominoes. You know, it's it's like camping. That's all it is. It's not like I'm out here dying. <laughs> right on. Yeah, we were taking bets of what you were over there doing. We're like... I bet he's this like top secret hitman that like escorts the general off camp and he like kills people and all this cool stuff. But uh, no, 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 no. no I, I actually right now we're a seventeen man team. 
and we snuck off, and uh, that's why I'm not going into where I'm at. Um, I'm somewhere around Baghdad. Somewhere that's in all the we vicinity need to know, of <laughs> we don't need to the area. Yeah, expose nothing. Well, what we've well, I will tell you this. Now, this was kind of freaky the other day. I never had this happen, so I found out that that there was a. Okay, you know we've got Hezbollah. You guys have heard of Hezbollah, right? Yeah. No. Yes, I've heard of them. No, I haven't. Okay. Has Hezbollah is a terrorist organization out of Lebanon. Okay. That's where they primarily got their start. But they're, they're backed by Iranian funding. And we we had about two or three weeks ago because I'm the only American here. I've got two guys from the British SAS that are with us. We've got some Iraqi guys. I've got some guys from Kenya. One guy from Panama. But um, we found out that there was some questioning going on in the village about our whereabouts and their presence here and they said we know there's an American there and what type of weapon does he have what kind of weapons are around him and how many people are there and all this kind of shit and to know that a fucking terrorist organization like knew about me personally and was asking about my location and how many people I got around me and ammunition and weaponry and vehicles and all this shit that was mm. a little yeah. A little freaky, buddy. Yeah, yeah. time to get what? the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where I was like, you know, maybe I better rethink all this bullshit. But then uh, but then we found out that it was actually horseshit. They were just trying to scare me. Hmm. The guys that were doing that were trying to scare me because I'm I'm the commander of this mission. Ah. So they were just trying to they were trying to scare me, which they did a pretty good fucking job for about six hours until I found out they were full of shit. Ah. And then I just wanted to catch them and pull their pubes off. Yeah, and, uh, give them a noogie beating. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that wasn't that wasn't funny. Yeah. Not funny. My heart got fucking racing there, buddy. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah, no. Not a funny one. Yeah, well I, th- I think I, I think they about nutted because I jumped on the phone with corporate and I said, I'm not dying over some fucking air conditioners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Hey, you're not using me as a CNN prop when they fucking throw my goddamn head out in front of the embassy. Fuck oh, that. Shit. Fuck yeah. All that. yeah, none of that. That's a whole nother subject, huh? CNN. Yeah, what's what's that song? Hell no. To the no, 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 Whenever you get a date, you let us yeah, know, and we can uh, definitely get together as soon as you get back. Give us a yay for the road, brother. Yay! There it is. <laughs> uh, all right, my yay! man. Be good. We love you. We'll talk soon. Yay! All right, guys. Have a good one. See you, buddy.